The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This episode of Wrestling Night in Canada is dedicated to the memories of Blackjack Lanza, Corporal Kirshner, and Jimmy Rave. You're listening to Wrestling Night in Canada on the Shining Wizards Network with your hosts, Matt Copper, Dustin Maruka, and Snowy White. What's up, everyone? Welcome. Well, I guess this is kind of our year-end episode of Wrestling Night in Canada. I'm Snowy White. I'm Matt Copper. I'm Dustin Baruka. Hey, bros. What's going on? Well, as you can probably tell by the audio quality, we're back on Skype yet again. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> There's, uh, well, for a couple, well, mostly because the Omicron variant has made its way here and is spreading rapidly, and we all have people in our lives that we want to look out for. So, And we, it's fucking cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure like a lot of our international listeners and like from from the States as well probably don't realize that. Yeah, it's it's at that time. Well, no, actually, I, should, I shouldn't say that because Canada is I kind of had them the mixed up the summer weather and the winter weathers. Canada is kind of known for. Our, our cold winters and it finally caught up that's a great way to start the new year yep yeah. apparently in florida it's going down to uh what was it uh i heard the other day my parents are down in florida right now ah yeah it's dipping down to eight degrees celsius in tampa <laughs> oh no yeah, yeah. wow everyone's yep. wearing their jackets oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do people in Florida even own jackets? Like, come on, let's be real. <laughs> well, they just don't go outside when it gets to a certain temperature. Yeah, you'd be surprised. A lot of people in Florida are pretty pale. Like, you'd think they'd all be tanned, but yeah, right, <laughs> it's, right. It's strange, but. Oh no, it's under twenty degrees. Dang it! <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I remember um, my co-host Aaron on our sister program, Radioactive Metal. He told me about the time, like he's he's originally from Pittsburgh, okay, which does have a winter, okay, mm-hmm. and but he moved him to Tim and his brood. They moved down to South Carolina. The right. first, the they had a freak snow storm, or which whatever that is, yeah, okay. And he told me that um, he saw firsthand just how unprepared they are for snow in the southern U.S. because he had neighbors that don't even own shoes. All this, this one guy, all he owned were, were flip-flops. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> and so he was walking around with, with um, – Bread, bread, plastic bread bags on his feet. No one. He was the only one in the whole neighborhood that owned a shovel. He had neighbors taping dustpans to the other end of brooms in order to shovel out their oh, their their walkway. Go or on. To the, and it oh got to God. the point. <laughs> yeah, one yeah, snowflake hit the ground. Call the military. Yeah, yeah call the military. Yeah. Call the National Guard. Uh huh. That was exactly it. He had to shovel out every all of his neighbors. Yeah. Whereas up, whereas up here we have like <laughs> seasonal shoes. There's like we right. got, yeah, we got our boots, we got our shoes, we got 
our, our flip flops. We got it. What are Every- winter boots? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do they even sell Sorels down in those? No. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. You know what Sorels are. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> like, like, like Matt oh, mentioned. For a foot of snow last week, guess who had to go to work every morning? Us. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing in school, you know, when a lot of places would get would get closed down for snow days and all that. That just meant, well, that was just a regular day for us up here. School doesn't yep. close until it hits negative 50. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Forty-eight, you're fucked. Go to school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got, we got to plug in our cars. You, did people in the states even know what that means to plug in your car? <laughs> Probably not. Probably yeah. not. No. Only the people with electric cars know what plug in your cars means. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so with tonight's episode, um, yeah, like we kind of mentioned at the top, uh, this is kind of our year-end wrap-up, kind of, sort of. We we like to, uh, well, this 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 will be the second time that we kind of have our own little year-end awards, kind of inspired from like as I was growing up, Pro Wrestling Illustrated had their had their unofficial official awards where you know they presented what they tried to convince were the readers doing the voting. But come on, it was a mark. They're they're Mark magazines, or at least they were back then. Yeah, where they just plastered a ballad and then they would just give the award to whoever, you know, they would want to give them to to help sell magazines and Mm -hmm. all that. But that was always a really big thing for me growing up. And to some extent, it still is like I don't buy every every issue of pro wrestling illustrated anymore i kind of tend to stick to whatever's there if if they got some really cool coverage of some indie stuff or ring of honor or impact you know then okay you know i'll shell out a couple bucks for that and there's special issues the pwi 500 and and the year-end award and the women's issue and all that like that's that's where where I I am with that, but like I said, the the year end awards were always still a thing for me, and we kind of drew the inspiration to do that here on Wrestling Night in Canada. When we're all done, what's going on currently? We're going to dive into a handful of categories that I think um, mean the most to pro wrestling fans and. It should uh, wrap uh, this year up. Not necessarily in a tight little bow, but hmm, maybe some barbed wire. <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up. With some... no, that's appropriate. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the yeah. rampage on Friday, basically. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, with the women's match, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yep. <laughs> you know, and so, like we said at the top of the hop as well, we're back to Skype for at least this episode. We'll see how the next one works. So, if at this we point, hope- let's, at this point, we should just all get together for the next one anyway. Because one, my birthday's in a few weeks, right? right. And then we yeah. can get together and watch GCW Hammerstein. Oh yeah, that- Ooh, that's right. Yeah, I'm kind of excited for that. 
right, right, right. Yeah. Right on, right on. So yeah, I'm sure we got. I'm sure you have some GCW talk. We're gonna go into day one, but before we get into all of that, unfortunately, yeah, it is our duty to kind of. Uh, Mentioned and give a shout out to those recently who have lost, you know, have that we've lost and they've gone on to the great squared circle in the sky. First of all, Blackjack Lanza. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the younger fans would probably know him the most for those following what goes on behind the scenes. I believe he was an agent in the WWF WWE for like the longest time. Mm-hmm. And I guess that just came from just, just networking through the illustrious career that he had in the territory days. Um, Winnipeg fans would know him the most from, uh, his work in the AWA with the with the Blackjacks, he, him and Blackjack Mulligan, Barry Barry Windham's father and the grandfather of Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas. Yeah, Dallas Dallas was was the was the other grandchild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, yeah, we lost Mister Lance uh, Corporal Kirshner as well passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, I, were you guys familiar with him at all before this announcement? Not I. Really. I knew the name, but I knew him better as Leatherface and FM when he was in FMW after his WWE career. Right, right, yeah. See, that's that. I didn't know, and good, and good, good for me as well because I still like the the old school mentality of kind of staying in the dark and being a mark. And all that. So I had no idea until, you know, you're reading these small bios upon his death that he was Leatherface. Mm-hmm. You know, I just knew Corporal Kirshner. I remember his debut in the WWF. Sergeant Slaughter had had bolted, went went to the AWA. That, that was definitely different. Someone leaving the WWF to go to the AWA. Yeah, that's uh, unheard yeah, Sarge Slaughter left, so they needed rah rah go America type soldier guy to fight the evil Russians and the evil Iranians. <laughs> so they brought in this guy and created Corporal Kirshner. Yeah, well, there there actually was a rumor that he had passed away not long ago, wasn't there? Like that actually proved to be untrue. I think. Um, yeah, yeah, I heard that after, like, with his, his his death announcement. And that's happened more than once. I think Paul Orndorff, before he passed away earlier this year, he passed away three or four times yeah. over the years. <laughs> you know, it's just weird, weird how that stuff happens. Well, well, no, it just it's the same, same as anything else. Someone gets an idea or someone hears the wrong information and, Mm-hmm. You know, before you know it, with social media and all that, and yeah, know, a bunch of <laughs> gossipy geese and all that. Before you know it, it's all over the world that this guy's dead, and then his wife reads something on the internet, and oh my god, what's going on? Oh no, that's fine. He's sitting right there beside me. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Like, oh, you're, dead? you're dead. You're dead. Why didn't you tell me? And then of course she starts giving him shit and all that. Yeah. 
Hides him with a roll of newspapers. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Why didn't you tell me you die? <laughs> I don't have to pay taxes anymore. Nice. <laughs> yeah. You you just want to sneak off to see other women. That's it. Yeah. 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 And sorry. And finally, Jimmy Rave passed away. And this was this was the surprising one the most because he was still relatively young. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, I believe, well, he didn't, okay, his was probably most known for his work in the Indies and Ring of Honor. Yeah. Yeah, and, but was he not working as a booker, writer in the WWF for a while, too, as well? I don't know. I know he, I mainly remember him from ROH and Impact. Mm, Yeah. Right, right. Well. And then he had that disease where he had to get his arm cut off from the elbow. Oh, like it was diabetes? Or... I don't remember what it was, but he had to get his arm. It was earlier this year or was it last year? I don't remember now, but he had to get his arm, his left arm cut off from the elbow down. So he retired. I don't remember hearing about that. But that's... No, me neither. Me neither. But it's all kind of a moot point because unfortunately... Yeah. Mr. Rave has left us. Um, of left course, wrestling. Sorry, Mr. Rave has left the arena. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's maybe probably what we should call it for, from now on here on the show. A good one, and of course, Wrestling Night in Canada. We do extend our uh, our condolences to their friends and family that's too bad that's the one thing you know about this program that i don't like doing no it's yeah it is the shittiest part about doing any type of podcast right Right. so hopefully we're going to turn our frowns upside down now because uh, mr copper is going well no the wood might not because well, it is the WWE. It's the WWF or WWE we're going to be talking about because or I believe they were calling it now a premium live event. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, they're not paying for this anymore. Either. How long they until they change wrestling to Vince's original live? Called the Colossal Tussle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that would be marketing suicide. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so. Royal Rumble anymore in Saudi. It's the colossal dust. Yeah, yeah. Don't put it out there. What? Um. So this was January first, yesterday, as we speak. So what's what's the idea behind year one or day 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 one? (laughs) It was. I don't know. It was just like. Uh, a pay-per-view at the very start of the year. Uh, WWE did not put on a December pay-per-view. So the last uh, the last pay-per-view of uh, 2021 was Survivor Series, or I guess War Games, technically, if you want to include NXT and all that. Right. Uh, but yeah, we didn't get TLC in 2021 like we usually did around December. So instead, we get day one on the first day of January, and we get the Royal Rumble on the last day of January this year. Ah, Okay. Yeah, but well, yes. Oh, right on. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And okay, Johnny well, Knoxville I... is in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's yeah. We don't use it. 
talk about that just yet. <laughs> this yet. Well, I had the good fortune of not seeing day one, so maybe you can uh, fill me in on everything that's going on. Well, it wasn't all horrible. I will say that there was a few changes. <laughs> I love how we got to preface that. Yeah. Well, for starters, it's not as bad as you were thinking. I mean, yeah. it's right up there, but okay. there were some entertaining points and some cringy points, as there has been tradition uh, lately with WWE pay per views or, sorry, premium live events. Uh, but. Yeah, like, I have not watched Raw, SmackDown, or NXT television since, like, October, November. So I wasn't really... My man, my man. I wasn't really, like, fully uh, aware of what was going on. Like, I I would listen to, uh, like, reviews, like, five-minute reviews from uh, from our boys at WrestleTalk or uh, What Culture or Cultaholic uh, to fill me in. Uh, But... You know, normally the the pre match vignettes are so are so well done in WWE that they just kind of they just kind of tell the story for me, so I don't have to watch uh, seven hours of shitty television every week. <laughs> so, so yeah, there's that. Right. <laughs> so if I just watch the pay per views and just watch the pre match vignettes, I think I'm all set. <laughs> I will save half, myself more time. Because half the time the vignettes are longer than the matches. So sometimes, yeah, like. Sometimes they tell you the entire story, so you, you don't really need, need to sit through the shitty television. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, first matchup was actually on the pre-show. Was uh, I don't know. I don't know if there was anything leading into this because I, I tuned in like just as the match was starting. Uh, Sheamus and Ridge Holland versus uh, Cesaro and Ricochet in a tag team match. Uh, early on, there was actually a huge botch where. Uh, Cesaro had like flipped Ricochet over and he actually landed on Rich Holland's face and busted his nose open and he was bleeding pretty bad. So they took him out of the match. He broke his nose. And, yeah. Broke his nose. And it just led to, it was became a, essentially a handicap match between like with Sheamus being by himself, which is a kind of a weird dynamic in professional wrestling, having the heel take on two baby faces. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like it kind of doesn't really work uh, all that well. And then, Sheamus ended up winning by taking Ricochet out on the outside and beating Cesaro in the ring. So, yay for the heel for overcoming the odds. <laughs> I, I, like, I don't know. Like Sheamus put on a good showing, and it was cool to see him and Cesaro in the ring together again, even though they were opponents and not uh, tag partners. But yeah, the like bar. I said, the bar. Yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, it was yeah, having Ridge Holland being injured so early on in the match and like changing the dynamic was just really odd. But uh he still put on a good showing. Sheamus is a good worker. I will always give I will always give him that. So yeah, so uh but then kicking off the show proper, we had the SmackDown tag team title match. The Usos versus the New Day. Again. <laughs> so because you know, we've seen this match so many times since 2017 yeah, but each time they wrestle each other it's so good it is so good but at, the, at this point it's like i know it's gonna be good but i want to see something different <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah like uh, i and, and like with Xavier Woods becoming king of the ring. I thought he was on this like singles run now, but apparently not. I don't, I, uh, I don't know. Like the match was really good. It was really good. 
but I, I just—it was hard for me to get into because it was just—I've seen it so many times. <laughs> I've seen it so many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like at the at the end, they kind of had this sequence where there was just constantly breaking up uh, pinfalls. So that got a little bit old after a little while. But then the Usos finally pulled out the win with a 3D. They hit the 3D. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I forget who it was on. I think it was on Kofi. Yeah, it was on Kofi. And yeah, uh, <laughs> they, they hit the 3D and won the match. And yeah, that was that. Usos are still the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Um, up next, there was Drew McIntyre. uh taking on Madcap Moss, accompanied by Happy Corbin. Uh, this match was more competitive than it had any right to be. <laughs> it lasted about 10 minutes, uh, which I think is five minutes too long. Uh, I don't know. It's. I, I thought it was just going to be a throwaway match because it was Drew McIntyre, a former WWE champion, taking on Madcap Moss, who's only ever been 24-7 champion. And he's basically Baron Corbin's lackey. So, ah, okay. I was gonna ask. Okay, who the hell is this Mad Cat Moss guy? Yeah, <laughs> he used to be Riddick Moss, and he was twenty four seven champion for a bit. He was actually twenty four seven champion when Raw was here in twenty twenty. So, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He was sorry. Well, I forgot that he was. Yeah, yeah, he was for a little while, and. uh but yeah, now he's Baron Corbin's lackey and he had a match with Drew McIntyre and he lost via the Claymore, as I would have predicted. And then after the match in a backstage thing, Drew McIntyre got taken out by the both of them. Uh, something uh, involving steel chairs and pieces of stage equipment in the back. And so that was used to write uh, Drew McIntyre off TV because apparently he's been having like some real life neck issues. Wow. So yeah, so he's gone for a little while. Well, I hope everything's all right because McIntyre is like one of the the few, you know, athletes, wrestlers that I actually would want to watch in the WWE. Yeah, sure. Well, look at Sheamus too. He needs that same surgery Edge did, and he's like, "Nah, I'm staying for a while still." Yeah, the spinal stenosis. So, yeah, because yeah, he's isn't that the type of sur- surgery that if you get it done severely takes off years of your career or did they just, if you, if you, if you get this done, okay, you'll never be able to wrestle again. Like I've heard that in the past. Yeah. Well, that's why Ed retired is because he needed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Shawn Michaels also had serious back problems. And it's like, if you get the surgery, you might, you might as well pack it in. Yeah. He had lower. Yes. Uh, Shawn's was like lower back, like in the lumbar area, I think, but, uh, Stone Cold yeah, Steve Austin had the same surgery. Yeah, it all started because he landed on that casket wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And then Stone Cold's was because of that pile driver he took from Owen Hart. I don't know what caused uh, Sheamus's thing. I guess Sheamus was just wear and tear over the years. Right. Yeah. But he's getting up there. He's like 45, uh, I think. Oh, shit. He's an old man. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's older. <laughs> <laughs> Older, not old. <laughs> but uh, that, yeah, that would be a attachment, though, Seamus. Yeah, because he's so he, good. Yeah, I hope he wins the Intercontinental Title before he retires. That's the one title that he needs. Yeah, and he's on the same show as it. And Shinsuke Nakamura is not doing much. He wasn't even Shinsuke Nakamura wasn't even on this show. 
Like, and he's intercontinental tag champion. Yes, and so Holy is shit. Yeah, no, he's the intercontinental tag champion. Yeah. He's uh, intercontinental champion. Damian Priest is U- U.S. champion. Neither of which were on this show. Oh, that's um, sick. Not yeah. good sick either. That's bad yeah. sick. That's well, that's bad. like it's like Chris. That story Chris Jericho told when he was talking to Vince. Vince says, "No one gives a fuck about the Intercontinental Championship." Well, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's well, it once meant something. Yeah, like when Mister Perfect and Bret Hart. Work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rent and Austin over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Rock and Austin, The Rock and Triple H, uh, British Bulldog and Bret Hart headline SummerSlam in '92 with the Intercontinental Title. Well, well, Vince, if no one gives a fuck about yeah. uh, the Intercontinental Title, it's your doing. So. Yep. I give a fuck about the Intercontinental title. <laughs> Just like how he hates tag team wrestling. Like, come on. How many teams are there in WWE? Three? Eh, I don't even ah, they're, 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 <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't even know now. Yeah. I don't know. The Ashu Day and the Usos are two of them. <laughs> Street Profits, RK Bro. Um, speaking of which, that's the next match. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, for the Raw tag team titles, it was uh, RK Bro defending against the Street Profits. Uh, not bad, gotta say. Uh, I do enjoy these two teams quite a, quite a lot. Uh, I, I love the chemistry between Riddle and Randy Orton, even though the odd couple tag team thing has been done to death in professional wrestling. There's just something about these two that I always just puts a smile on my face. And I gotta say, they got a new, they got like a tag team theme now. It's like, it is like a combination of their individual themes, but it just, it works in such a weird way. It just, I don't know. I liked it. <laughs> I hadn't heard it on TV and I heard it for the first time last night and was like, oh, okay. I, I can dig it. So, RK Bro is like, oh, so, is no. called, I, so is it called I Hear Voices, Bro? No, it's called Talk to Me. <laughs> well, I don't know. I kind I kind of like your idea better, Ducky. I like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> but as I hear voices, bro, bro. <laughs> no, I'll I'll send it to you guys later on. It's it's actually it actually does work on a in a weird way. It's uh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, uh, RK Bro ended up retaining uh, after Riddle had launched uh, launched a. Uh, Montez Ford up in the air and Riddle, or sorry, Randy hit an RKO. That was the end of it, after which uh, both teams shook hands because this was a face versus face uh, match. So you can't, there's no real heat or animosity between the two guys. It was just that uh, the Street Profits had won the RK Bronament <laughs> leading up to this. Oh, so, shit. Yeah. They're milking this. Yeah, which was a thing that happened on Raw over the past few weeks. I, apparently so yeah but yeah rk bro retains they're still your raw tag team champions even though that really means nothing uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay how do, how do fans today differentiate who's champion on what you know like i guess if you're watching both shows religiously and regularly you're going to be able to differentiate them yeah but like oh. i, I I forget who's champion in WWE all the time because I just don't watch the product anymore. So. Right, right. Well, no one else is watching it either, so don't feel bad. Well, yeah, about 
two a million people or so like a million and a half people are watching Raw every week now. Really? Uh, and then the like five thousand people in attendance at every show, if that. So yeah, that all get moved over to the hard cam side. Yeah, I know. <laughs> wow. All right, all right. That's great. I'm so, I'm so, so glad we're doing a wrestling podcast now. I don't know how people. I don't know how WWE keeps making money. Oh wait, they fire everyone. That's how they keep making money. There anyway, <laughs> yeah. So 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 we can see New Day and Usos for the five hundredth time. Yeah, yeah. You know, good thing you got rid of all those people, Vince. Don't give us yeah. any new matches or anything. No, exactly. Good thing the entire Undisputed Era is in AEW now. You know? All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Roddy wasn't in the original. Like, the original true. Undisputed Era is in AEW now. So, yeah. Yeah, well, wait till his contract's up. And then they call He'll him, be all the week. And they call him Redragon, which is awesome because that was their ROH name. Red Dragon? So, Red Dragon, yeah. Yeah, you said Redragon? No, it's, yeah, it's Red Dragon. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, I gotta say, just as a little side note, seeing this past Wednesday, seeing Undisputed Era in Daly's place, that was fucking cool. <laughs> was kind of yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because uh, like when O'Reilly showed up, I'm like, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I like how they didn't just ignore the fact that Cole and O'Reilly had heat like mm-hmm. a couple months ago, so, like. I'm glad they still acknowledge that they had hitch elsewhere and that they're, they're still like tensions are a bit high between the two of them. But as Kyle O'Reilly said, the way to, the way to succeed in AEW is in, is with factions. And well, I can't really argue with that. So yeah, well, yeah. probably lead to when Omega comes back, it'll lead to Adam Cole. Well, it'll lead to somebody turning on like the bucks on Cole or Cole on them. And then yeah. it'll lead to Undisputed Era against the Elite. Oh, and that's then, definitely where they're going. Oh, obviously. And then I can see, like, Omega pinning Cole 1, 2, 3, and then O'Reilly gets mad, and then we get the Cole-O'Reilly feud again. Which, I'll be I'll down pick. for that. I'll take that. Yeah, that's... But obviously well, they're not... Their, their feud in Japan was great. Their feud in Ring of Honor was great. Their feud in NXT was great. Yep. So... One of the last great things about NXT... <laughs> but uh mm-hmm. but uh yeah like well they're obviously not they're not going to be called undisputed era they're probably i'm assuming they're going to be called the undisputed elite so they can still do the ue thing yeah yeah that that makes a lot of sense yeah it's it's uh it's quasi legal and they can still do the hand gestures and being that they're already or, or adam's already in the elite and they'll be like it's like, this isn't the elite. We are the undisputed elite. You know, writes itself. <laughs> it does. It does. And I'm really looking forward to what what they're going to come up with. Yeah. Like that first um, interview backstage with Cole, the Young Bucks and Bobby Fish. When he went to he could tell he was leading up to saying Undisputed Era. And then and then um, Nick goes, you can't say that here. <laughs> he was going to say, and that's undisputed. He's like, yeah. No, no, you can't say that. <laughs> no, no, you can't say that. And then he said, there is no dispute. <laughs> there we are. Take that, Vince. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I feel sorry for Triple H in all of this, to be quite yeah. honest. Like, guy suffers a heart attack. That's probably Vince where the heart attack came from, was all the stress from this. Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, well. 
Anyway, getting back to this uh, day one card. Oh, really? Yeah, we so, got to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about O'Reilly and Cole for the rest of this episode, but I okay. can talk about it too. All right. right. We got we we have a job to do here. <laughs> anyway, next match was the uh, the Miz versus Edge. Uh, Edge came out to the Brood thing again, uh, similar to how he did at SummerSlam. I don't know why he felt the need to do that. I know they did the Brood Bath thing. Yeah, that's what it's called now—a Brood Bath, not a Blood Bath. Because uh-huh. can't say that in the WWE. It's a hemoglobin <laughs> bath. Yeah, a viscous fluid bath. <laughs> but, uh, anyway yeah he comes out to the brood theme it was it looked cool but i don't understand why it, like it, it it seemed very unnecessary like like with seth rollins it made sense because those two were like literally at each other's throats but with this it's just kind of like mm, okay <laughs> like like you've only been feuding for a couple of weeks but whatever uh, the match itself was really good, as a lot of Edge's matches uh, tend to be. Uh, this uh, or in this current run, but uh, the ending was very weird because Beth Phoenix came out because Maurice kept getting involved in the match, and they showed her standing on the ramp, and she just stood there kind of awkwardly for like ten seconds, and then her music started, and then she started the ring. Yeah. <laughs> like the cameras were showing. Yeah. Like the cameras were I think it was it must have been just a production error. But the cameras were on Beth Phoenix standing there looking angry for like you can you, you can even count when you were watching it going like one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. <laughs> and finally her music starts and she starts walking to the ring. It's just like, oh, Okay, so yeah. it's like backstage, Vince was like, hold. hold. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then anyway, she chases Maurice out of there. Edge hits the spear on Miz. Edge wins. There it is. Edge kicked out of the skull crushing finale at one point also. So, yeah, <laughs> the skull crushing finale. That's Miz's move. Yeah, that's his finishing move. That's, oh. that's like, remember Jeff Jarrett's The Stroke? What he used to right. do. Right. That's, that's the skull crushing finale, basically. Yeah. Right on. Okay. Skull but, but crushing finale. Of, uh, but instead of like a forward Russian leg sweep, it's like a full Nelson face plant. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That is totally a band name. Skull crushing finale. Finale. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, there used to be a Winnipeg band called Skull Duggery. Yeah. Yeah. That's an awesome name, too. Yep. I'm surprised. <laughs> well, I'm sure there are like a hundred skullduggeries over the years. Yeah. Uh, well, there was there was a Winnipeg thrash band called Alpha Kill that had a song called Skull Crushery. Uh, ah. Right on. Yeah. Yep. But anyway, yeah, that was uh, it was a good match. Went a little bit long, and that whole ending kind of made me go. Eh. I'm hoping this doesn't lead to a mixed tag match at WrestleMania because oh, I think yeah, I, I, well I hope it's not a WrestleMania because that's just going to drag probably, too long probably uh, yeah the Royal Rumble would, would be better like my hope for Edge of this year is that he gets a feud with AJ Styles because that's something I really want to see mm-hmm. yeah and the but WrestleMania match all is AJ feud now uh, sorry we have the AJ and almost feud Oh, right. 
Omas, whatever his name, however you say his name. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or, or is, or is, isn't AJ down in NXT now or something? I saw something about that. Well, I think I he was doing like a one shot appearance or whatever. Oh, okay. okay. And which I never did make it to my TV for. No, unless I'm wrong. No, I love AJ Styles, but I'm not about to watch. I'm not about to tune into any amount of WWE television right now. And like until I hear from some very reputable sources that the WWE's products has turned around significantly, I will not be tuning in. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of tapped. Yeah, I've just I've given I've given I've given enough of my time to their weekly TV. It was like. I was treating it like I like I treated the Simpsons for so many years where I was just like, maybe it'll be good. Maybe it'll be good this time. <laughs> like I had hope. I had hope, you know, and then eventually I was just like, it's not going to get better. <laughs> <laughs> like if, if I can, co- I don't think there's any better comparison I can, I can come up with. than the No, Simpsons. no. Like Simpsons is the be all end all for everything in pop culture, life in general, politics, <laughs> like it can be used for everything. Yeah. But much like the Simpsons, the WWE has kind of become a parody of itself. <laughs> <laughs> like it used to be the anti pop culture. Now it's just, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> now it's a part of the pop culture. Anyway, moving along. Next match was Becky Lynch defending the Raw Women's title against Liv Morgan. This was a very good match, I will say, but the wrong woman won. Becky Lynch retained, and I thought Liv Morgan should have won. So at this point, it's like, like my, my thought going into this match was like, if not now, then when for Liv Morgan? Yeah. Hey. They kind of squandered. Well, like, and Becky Lynch went clean, too. That was the thing. Like, at least in their match on Raw, she cheated to win. So that kind of gave, like, this match a, a bit of purpose. But Becky Lynch went clean in this one, and I was just like, no. Liv should have won. Okay, uh, who's, sorry, who, who's the heel? Who's the face in this? Uh, Becky Lynch is the heel. Okay, I thought Liv Morgan was the, what was their faction in NXT there? Oh, no, you're thinking of, thinking of someone else. You're you're thinking of Mandy Rose, right? Okay, okay, never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have another drink, Snowy. What the yeah. hell? No, Liv, Liv Morgan was in that was the Riot Squad with Ruby Riot and Sarah Logan. Right. Right. Yeah. And now she's the only remaining member, as Ruby is in AEW now, and Sarah is a mother. So she's uh-huh. she, well, good on her. Well, she she bared a little Viking baby with with Eric from the Viking Raiders. So, ah, okay. Well, yep. good. Congratulations. That's fantastic. Good for the both of them. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, um, yeah, like the entire match. Like this was the only real match where I was like nail biting the whole time because I thought, no, Liv can do it. Liv can do it. Come on. But no, no. Unfortunately, it was not to be. Becky Lynch is still Raw Women's Champion. I don't really see why she needs to be at this point. She's so over. She doesn't need a title. Right. Right. That, that's, that was going to be my next question. Just how is everyone reacting to Lynch as a heel? Uh, I think like, I don't know. Like th- these days it's so hard to really tell because like people cheer for heels because they're sometimes because they're so good at what they do. 
Yeah, like 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 Britt Baker in AEW. Yeah, or MJF. Yeah, like mm-hmm. like people people love MJF because he's just like the worst human being alive. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that's that's very true. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, like, but people are still very behind Liv as a babyface, and that's uh, that was something cool to see. But yeah, I I didn't like the fact that. Uh, that uh, Becky didn't put her over last night. I thought that that could have gone the opposite way, and it really needed to, and it didn't. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's le- next for Liv. Uh, I hope eventually she gets the title, but like last night seemed like the perfect time. Like with a, with a name like Day One, you kind of get this like reset uh, mentality. Oh yeah, for sure. Like you you'd think they're that's the route they're going. Yeah, not so. Not so, unfortunately. Nope. Uh, all right. So, anyway, now we come to our main event. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, I should have actually said earlier on that uh, Roman Reigns was actually out of this pay-per-view initially uh, because he tested positive for COVID-19, uh, being that he is immunocompromised because of his cancer treatment. I hope he uh, is doing okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for real, uh, yeah. But with all, with all the like the vaccines and the treatments that have come along in the last couple of years, I, mean, I think he'll be all right. I um, I I'm, hope so. I'm I hope so. Yeah. As as much as I like to bash the WWF, and it's it's all justified. What like what ha- reigns the last couple of years has you know been one of the shining stars. Yeah, in in that league, and for everything like he's gone through, and like to be struck with this, like you have to put the bullshit aside, and like not nothing but the best for Reigns. Like, mm-hmm. come come back yeah. soon, buddy. Yeah, for sure. Like after like, after his whole cancer thing from a couple of years ago too. Like it's just mm-hmm. yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's been through some shit. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. But then he came back as one of the best heels in the business. And even though it's like you want to hate him, but at the same time, you know that he's actually a pretty good person. So, right. Right. Yeah. Which that that's OK. And this is a whole other story. But that that's on us for being aware. Like you're not supposed yeah. to know. You're not yeah. supposed to know. Like when you see the heels out in the bar, they're the ones buying drinks and shooting pool with you and playing darts. And it's like the, the baby faces that are. It's like you just just watch Roman on SmackDown and then the commercial after SmackDown is a be a star commercial with Roman in it. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's shit shit like that kind of gnaws at me. But that's a whole other turnbuckle talk. Trust me. All right. But anyway, (laughs) so in since Roman was out, no universal title match against Brock. So Brock was kind of just thrown into the WWE championship fatal four-way match so it's now a fatal five-way uh brock lesnar is technically a free agent he's not exclusive to smackdown so that kind of in storyline wise that kind of did make a bit of sense not that wwe really sticks to the whole <laughs> they really care thing. yeah <laughs> but, uh, yeah he was thrown in last second and so now, yeah the main event ended up being uh, brock lesnar biggie seth rollins or sorry seth freaking rollins as he's officially named now ah. uh Kevin yep. Owens and Bobby Lashley. Somebody else's name and give Seth a middle name. 
Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> Even though it's been on his merchandise for what, like half a decade now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God damn it! I want that snowy fucking white man. That's what I want. <laughs> I, get, I want. I want children calling me that. Yeah, I'll get you a t-shirt made for your fifty-first birthday. How about that? There we go. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, this was not a very long match. I will say that. Uh, Lesnar was. I was yeah, I was kind of well, like when when all the guys made their way out to the ring, uh, Biggie came out before Brock Lesnar, which kind of had me like thinking, like, well, obviously the WWE thinks that Brock Lesnar is bigger than the WWE Championship, so yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, oh. that, that, that that's where I kind of clued in. I was like, well. Okay, <laughs> like it still could go either way. I'm not sure, but uh, this match got going right out of the gate. Like as soon as Brock Lesnar walked in the ring, uh, Owens and Rollins went after him. Uh, Biggie and Bobby were brawling to the outside. Quickly, uh, Lesnar turned it around, started giving German suplexes to Rollins and Owens just over and over again. And then Biggie got back in the ring, took out Lesnar, like legitimately, like clotheslined him, and then took him out of the ring. And then Bobby Lashley took Big E out, and then Bobby Lashley speared Lesnar through the barricade. So right there, in the first like two minutes of the match, you got the three big guys all displaying their strength, and the cowardly heels and Owens and uh, Rollins getting their comeuppance and multiple suplexes. Uh, but yeah, uh, from here, like this match was just like go 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 right from the right from the bell, and there was no rest, not a rest hold to be seen. So okay. It was uh, very chaotic, and uh, eventually Lesnar just started hitting everybody with, uh, or he hit Owens uh, and Lesnar, or sorry, he hit Owens and uh, Rollins with F5s, taking them out of the match. Uh, Lashley hits a spear on Lesnar, uh, goes to the pin, uh, Lesnar kicks out. Lashley puts Lesnar in the hurt lock. Big E comes in, breaks it up. Uh, Big E gets an F5 for his troubles, gets pinned. Lesnar's the new WWE champion. Yeah. Uh, much to snowy chagrin. Yeah. But, like, I will say that I kind of, I do like this version of Brock Lesnar more than previous versions of Brock Lesnar. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's because he's got long hair, a beard, and wears plaid. Like, I'm, like if you know me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so, eh? Yeah. There's a handsome gentleman. Okay, mm-hmm. I wear plaid now too. Oh yeah, joined right. that. Well, okay. <laughs> We're okay, but to be fair, we are Canadian and it's winter time. Well, Brock's technically Canadian too, so right, yeah. right. <laughs> but yeah, like I don't know, I I kind of like this version of Brock Lesnar. He cut a promo uh, in the back before too, without Paul Heyman. Like I know, right? And he actually did a pretty good job. It took it, it took him twenty years, but he's actually doing a pretty good job on the mic now. Surprisingly, uh-huh. but yeah. So, so now Brock Lesnar is once again your WWE champion. There is was a face off between him and Lashley after the match, so they're setting that up for the Royal Rumble, presumably. Uh, but I've been hearing rumors that this is still going to. There's still the plan for WrestleMania this year is still going to be La, uh, Lesnar versus Reigns, uh, but now it might be a champion versus champion match, potentially a world title unification match. 
I hope so. I hope so. And not only that, but all of the titles. Except for the mid-card titles. (laughs) Like, I will say that. Except for Intercontinental and U.S. Yes. Those should be the only brand-exclusive championships. Yes, and those should be the top titles. And then the unified world titles should just go back and forth. Like, But we've gone through this on Turnbuckle Talks yeah. before. Yeah. So hopefully that's where they are going. Yeah, hopefully. But which, uh, which, which championship will be phased out, though? The WWE title or the Universal title? I hope the Universal. That's just stupid. Yeah, but the Universal title is obviously like the A title in the company now because it's on SmackDown. SmackDown is considered the A show now. Uh, wow. I'm worried. Okay. I'm worried. I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried, but I'm also kind of stoked. Like, I do want them to unify the world titles. Uh, just bring back the big gold title. Fuck it. You know, fuck, fuck, both, fuck both the Universal title and the WWE title. Bring back the world heavyweight. Yeah, how about just Yeah, do Roman and Brock. I mean, it'll be the thousandth time of WrestleMania, but do Roman and Brock. And then winner gets Goldie. Yeah. And just call it the WWE world title. Duh. Like, why is it so fucking hard? Yeah, I don't don't know. It's (laughs) like the WWE championship I know has lineage dating back to 1967. And the universal title has lineage dating back to 2016. (laughs) But, you know, (laughs) like one one of them's got to go, apparently. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So that was day one. Uh, First. Okay. Premium live. 2022. <laughs> so, Matt, horns up, horns down, horns in the middle. Uh, I'm going to give it a horns in the middle. Like, the match is really good, questionable booking, as is the norm with WWE pay per views these days. So, but I, I, feel, I feel bad for Big E. I feel bad for Big E, too. But, like, the whole feud going in with the WWE Championship was very underwhelming. Uh, but having Brock in it kind of ironically gave it like an injection of like this injection of adrenaline that it kind of needed. So, and I thought that Brock performed really well with the people in the match uh, for such an impromptu uh, uh, position that they were all in, which, yeah, uh, that's kind of, that's kind of when WWE seems to like put on the best or some of the best stuff is when their back is against the wall and they're just like, well, fuck it, let's go. Let's do this instead. That, that's how we got Finn Balor versus AJ Styles yeah. like four years ago. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it sucks for Big E because he had a very lackluster reign. As that, WWE that photo of him on the floor after, he looks so destroyed. He did. And, like, this is the second the second member of New Day that's had the WWE Championship taken from them yep. by by Brock Lesnar. Yep. So look, look out, look out, uh, King Woods. <laughs> you might take your crown. Hey, look, okay. that's what WWE done, done, yeah. <laughs> done, 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 done. <laughs> All right. Well, what you, what you yeah. Doing? Yeah. Let's kind of cleanse the palate here because I know Sir Ducky here has kind of been going on at the bit himself to talk a little GCW. What's going on? <laughs> Well, GCW had their die for this event yesterday, last night, and I I didn't get the chance to watch 
watched it, but I've seen some highlights, and I have the results in front of me here. Okay. Uh, the tag team championship match, uh, the Briscoes defended the titles against Blake Christian and Alex Zane. And during that match, as I showed you guys earlier today, it looked like Jay got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> he's I hope he's okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, me too. Any, like, no, you, pre- any reports yeah. uh, if he's concussed or anything? No. Nothing mm. yet. Oh, whatever. You can hit a Briscoe over the head with a steel chair all day, and that won't do nothing to those guys. <laughs> But a, but a door. <laughs> a door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I don't know what I was you, you could tell in that spot the timing was off a little. Yeah, because Blake Christian came out. Or, I, I didn't even know, like, I didn't expect him to just shoot out of the ring like that. Because, like, yeah, Briscoe looked like he was a little too close. Yeah. Yeah, like Blake Christian. Just, that originally you know, probably was supposed to hit him in the chest, but nope. No, he got whacked right in the head. Yeah. <laughs> he got beamed. Well, hope he's okay. Hopefully, yeah. And like, yeah. Because that looked like it sucked. Yeah, it did not look comfortable. <laughs> no. After the match, Calvin Tankman defeated Yoya. Okay. Yoya's in um, AEW now, isn't he? He's wrestled on. I've seen him on Dark a bunch. I don't really watch Dark. Yo, yo. So, yeah, sure. I I watch Dark and Elevation in the morning while I'm doing other things and all that, like on on YouTube and all that. So I don't always take in everything I see. It's background noise, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After um, that, we after that we had the in ring return of Scotty Too Hotty. Oh, really? After All he right. quit it, see? <laughs> he, uh, he faced off with Joey Janela. Okay. Joey Janela, Joey Janela got the victory, but Scotty hit the worm and the place went nuts. I of course. saw a video of that. Really? So that, That's that actually cool. kind of surprising because, like, Scotty and the worm and all that, like that, that screams WWF and G- GCW are hardcore not only hardcore wrestling fans, like hardcore fans of the like of the style, but just hardcore fans of wrestling in general. I would yeah. think that Scotty would have been booed out of the building once he started doing this worm bullshit. Nope. Yeah, it's, it's Attitude Era WWF, so I think they might be cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. And then uh, Effie came out to make an announcement. I can't remember exactly what it was. But then they had this guy come out and like, basically, it was a weird, basically, he dressed like a Western character, but like his face was all covered in everything. Okay. And, and he hit Effie with a guitar and then took the mask off and it was Jeff Jarrett. So I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> <doing with that>. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Double Jeff. Okay. Yes. And now he's calling himself law, the Law and Order of GCW or something. <laughs> right on. Right on. I, I've always been like, okay, I can understand like the the hardcore fans of GCW. Like this is gold. Okay, because I can see them absolutely despising just the fact that Jeff Jarrett lives. Okay, I, I, I could see the fans of that federation 
just getting total heat over that. And quite frankly, I've always been a supporter of Jared. Like when the, the dying days of WCW, like his his string of matches with uh, Booker oh, T. Yeah. Like those were yeah. that that was the reason to tune in. That was one of the best things going in with with wrestling altogether at that at that point. The chosen, <laughs> the chosen one. Oh, yeah. for sure, for sure. Yeah. Like he was absolutely phenomenal. And I know he gets a lot of heat for this, that, and another thing, but I don't know, man. Like Jared has always right from his rookie year in the late eighties as the, as the pretty boy in the USWA in Memphis all the way up to now, like Jarrett's always been entertaining and has always been in the, in the thick of things. Good on him. Good on him. Don't, don't forget about J E double F J A double R E double T. It's hillbilly gimmick in WWF. Country musician gimmick, but it was actually Road Dog singing the song. Right, right. But I, I knew hailing, you know, from from the Memphis territory and all that. Jared, like this, this is the perfect gimmick for Jarrett. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. And he was really good, legit, real friends with Owen Hart. Yeah, and they and all that. They were yeah. tag team in the WWF uh, up until Owen Hart's accident. So right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so so double J. Yeah, that's that's weird. I didn't see that one. No, no, I didn't either. Like I I forgot that he got released from his job as a producer for the WWE. Did I? I didn't even know he was. Jerry was a producer in WWF, WWE. Yeah, for a few years now. Okay, all right. Up next. We had a battle royal to determine the number one contender for the GCW championship at the Hammerstein Ballroom, which means Mox is coming back. Yep. At Hammerstein. And, yep. And, and he's going to come the crowd. Some of, yeah. <laughs> and he is facing Homicide. Whoa, oh, Homicide won the battle royal? Yeah. Nice. Ah. Wow. So Mox versus Homicide. At the Hammerstein. Nice. Yeah. That is that's bold. Right on. So do you think Kingston will be there? Oh, probably. Because no Kingston has history with homicide too, so Yeah. Like the whole LAX tie in there. So <laughs> well, I ah. think it was announced that Kingston's gonna be there anyway. Okay. Well, we better so be. That'll be good. <laughs> yeah. And then the main event saw Alex Cologne against John Wade Murdoch for the Ultra Violent Championship, which was stopped because Cologne hit John Wayne Murdoch with a two by four with gussets on it. And he hit the wrong spot of his arm. And they stopped it immediately because he was just gushing. Oh, okay. And then Cologne attacked him after and they had to pull him off him. And it was bad. I think. They think he hit an artery because it was a lot of blood. But okay. yeah, that was that was GCW die for this last night. <laughs> die for this. So is that available on pay per view? Like is that on a, the fight network? Yeah. 
Okay, okay. I'm once once I ditch my wife and mother in law tonight, I think I might actually order that just 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 to see Jared in GCW. Right on. Right on. And to watch Jay get knocked out. <laughs> yeah. Well well, not all of us are ghouls like you that really live for this shit, dude. But still I hope he's okay though. Like Jesus <laughs> that look bad. No no. Yeah. 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 Okay. We okay, you yeah. said you never actually saw it, but what what do you think, dude? Horns up, horns down, horns up. I'll get I'll give it horns up. Oh, okay. Just because from <laughs> okay. what I've seen of it shared around was good, so I have I have to admit I'm really stoked and I'm really stoked and excited for GCW for moving into the Hammerstein. Like there's so yeah. much history in that building, you know, with with, with modern day wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to get an incredible reception. I hopefully hopefully they pack the place. Okay, okay. at this point, sorry. They would. They would. They definitely will. For sure. Like, for sure. Um, wrestling fans. I think that's so. Like, I'm, I'm, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm kind of thinking like GCW is right now where ECW was maybe their first five years into existence before they really started to take off on national TV and pay-per-views yeah. and all that. Is GCW the new ECW? Yeah, I think that, that's a good, that's a good yeah. Uh, assumption. Yeah. And w, WWE is the new WCW and AEW is the new Attitude Era WWF. <laughs> you know? ah, look at that! Yeah, yeah, ah. yeah. Right on, and right on. And AEW doesn't stop matches for bleeding. Nope. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Alley led a fuck ton on Rampage. <laughs> oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. She bled pretty, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And which okay. Uh, I I'm still a little squeamish with the idea of uh, blood on females. Like, you know, well, you know, they, they, want to do the same, they want to do the same thing as the guys. So, no, I get that. But that's that's the old schooler in me. I really don't even care for intergender matches where guys are doing like our power bombing women and all that. And I mm-hmm. understand you know, okay, here I if I'm being old old man snowy and all that, sorry, but yeah, I'm still I'm still not very comfortable with that. No, that's fair, but you have to remember that these women went out there willingly to do this to show that they are Oh tough, of course. Badass. So. Of course. And on the other hand, like I totally mark out when I'm watching Impact and I see like Rosemary beat the snot out of some guy. You know, so I guess if I'm going to cheer one, I kind of have to. You got to take the good with the bad. I got to take the good with the bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Jordan Grace could also beat the shit out of anyone. (laughs) Like a lot. Yeah. You know why? Even though like as as cool as, as, as Gresham is and what a great wrestler he is. Yeah. He doesn't win too many arguments with her. Let's no. I'm pretty sure. 
No. <laughs> you know, I'm sure. Why is the kitchen table broken? I pissed her off and got power bombed through it. <laughs> I say no, no matter. And I, I don't know, Gresham. I'm sure he's a great guy, but every once in a while, when guys get together, they like to talk shit. But mm-hmm. he shuts right up as soon as his wife walks in. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would. <laughs> I wouldn't piss her off. No. <laughs> no, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so we're all looking forward to GCW and the Hammerstein, right on. Yep. What day is that again? I think it's the 23rd, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. All right. It's either the 23rd or 22nd, I will check their Instagram right now as you guys are either, talking. Either way, whatever okay. it is. We're congregating here, and we're going to watch the shit out of it. Okay, so that's not necessarily one of the pay-per-views that we uh, we do our picks and defend the title for and all that. 23rd. Okay. 23rd. Matt, okay. What, what do you say? Do you want to defend the title that night at the Hammerstein? Do I want to defend the WIC title at the Hammerstein? I say, let's go for it. All right, uh, <laughs> making history. <laughs> okay, so let's. Oh, let's my belt right there. Uh, oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> there <we go. laughs> yeah. So let's keep our eyes and ears out for the complete card, and then when we do, we make our picks. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you know the ten pounds of gold is coming back home for sure. Uh, well, I think it's staying here. Uh, I don't know how I don't know how much this thing weighs actually, but uh, actually, you know what? This is where Ducky has the advantage over us, dude, because he's yeah. the GCW guy here. Yeah, we're so. going in this blind. So if you're going to defend the title, then I don't know, dude. I think uh, I think I, th- I think he's got a shot. What do you say, Ducky? It's your time to talk shit. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I guess. I mean. We'll see. <laughs> okay, you you you've got to work on your promos, dude. Hey, yeah, I, I, I have a gusset plate. Don't piss me off that day. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, you're what? Well, you have one reign. Let's see if you can add a little one more to your lineage, but I doubt it because, I mean, come on, you're hanging with two guys in the five timers club here, boy. Like, come on. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, talking smack. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, no matter what happens here on Wrestling Night in Canada, I think I'm looking forward to this, and I think everyone is going to be the winner with, with, with this upcoming card for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right on, right on. Well, do you guys have anything else current that we need to uh, get out there and share with all these beautiful motherfuckers that are listening to the show right now? Uh, not anything in particular, no. So... Right on, right on. Well, we would like to take this time to say hello and Happy New Year to everyone listening to this. I hope they all had a uh, cool uh, New Year's Eve. Although here in Snowy Manor, I was basically in my PJs, you know, just watching the idiot box and listening to music and all that. Well, you know, well before, you know, midnight struck. So nothing was going on. But my New Year's Eve, 
okay, was the night before, okay, and this episode will already be available by the time you hear this, but myself and my co-host Aaron on Radioactive Metal, we sat down, we did one hell of an episode, you know, kind of our own, you know, leading up to the year end where we just sat down, we, we, we broke out a stack of wax and we just talked, you know, we just shot the shit all night. Very little actual music talk, hmm. you know, because that seems to be like kind kind of what happens. Yeah, we're big wrestling fans. We're music fans and all that. But every once in a while, like when we get together, you know, our lives are beyond those two things. And before you know it, we're we're talking about everything under the yeah, sun so and all that. So it's a very, and, very raw and organic episode of Radioactive Metal. Right, right, for sure, for sure, and that's kind of kind of what you got. Like I never knew what was coming out of Aaron's mouth next, as <laughs> as as we were talking and all that. So yeah, you're gonna want to go over to Radioactive Metal on the Shining Wizards Network and check everything out there. Um, and that kind of leads us to tonight's a turnbuckle talk which every year i you know this is year number two mm-hmm. for this and i have to admit i was really looking already. forward sorry already. already uh yeah yeah i'm flies yeah. <laughs> it does <laughs> yeah this is like yeah we're entering our second year like the uh, the, uh, the Royal Rumble this year will be technically our second second anniversary of the recording of our first episode. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's what we'll make our anniversary on this show yeah. is when whatever day the Royal Rumble falls on. My birthday. That, that's going to be yeah okay yeah but it's not going to be fall on your birthday like every year year. So I yeah. think for for the benefit of this show our official anniversary will be Royal Rumble as well. How does that sound, guys? Yeah, that sounds good to me. Right yep. on, right on. So, but for this episode and tonight's turnbuckle talk, as we mentioned at the top of the hop, it is our year-end awards. We're basically yep. what we're going to do is in several key categories that actually mean something to pro wrestling fans. We're just going to sit down, pour another drink. I'm doing pretty good on the lemmies here mm-hmm. in my motorhead mug, even because it's God only knows with 2021, we all need lemmies in a motorhead mug. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> so we're good. Okay, so I'm just yeah. killed, but you know. <laughs> okay, so we're going to uh, invite everyone listening to this to crack a couple of their cold ones, and we're just going to sit back and once again shoot the shit about all of our favorite things and not so favorite things about 2021. So I'll kind of get things going here with our um, funniest moment in 2021. What do you guys got? 
Well, my funniest moment of 2021 actually came like a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you were watching uh, Winter is. Did you watch Winter is Coming uh, for AEW? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But... yeah. Do, you remember, do you remember the promo that uh, the Super Click and Bobby Fish did? Like <laughs> when they were talking about where Adam Cole was talking about uh, the surprise gift that he had for the Young Bucks the week after that, which ended up being Kyle O'Reilly. But that that uh-huh. whole promo, that whole promo itself, with like jingle bells being played in the background on kazoo's, <laughs> just the most obnoxious shit I have ever seen. And like, uh, and then like they're they're, they're feuding with uh, the best friends, and Trent had just come back, and uh, uh, Nick Jackson was talking about ending Trent's mom Sue's uh, career, <laughs> and then they were like. Okay. Yeah, there was days like he's like, let's end her career, and then they're like standing there going, does she even work here? <laughs> and then, so then they said something about it was like, I think she collects W twos. Does she collect W twos? And then Nick Jackson just, just still says, let's end her career. <laughs> I don't know. Just so, like, that whole promo was just gold, and of course it got capped off with Matt Jackson saying, "Merry Christmas, you filthy animals," and ah, and Nick Jackson giving his signature. <laughs> Which always makes me laugh. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so that was my funniest moment of the year because I cannot tell you how many times I've rewatched that promo on YouTube. Oh, 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 right on, right on. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get a refresher on that. It's not ringing a bell. I'm sure. I'm sure I saw it because I watched Winter's Coming, but. Okay, but no, just like the like the entire time I was watching it, just listening to jingle bells on the kazoo's in the background, I was just like. I was laughing at that a lot too because it's just like it sounds so obnoxious. I'll send you the link to the to the promo app. It was like this is a, like an old Edge and Christian promo where they had the kazoo. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It's like that same kind of like attitude, but it's like I don't know something about it. When I was watching it live, I was just like all I could focus on was the kazoos, and I was just like, this is so fucking obnoxious. <laughs> 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 right on. I'm looking forward to it then. Yeah. Right on. What about you, dude? Your funniest moment of 2021? Mine happened on AEW as well. Uh, it would have had to be. It was in that promo, that like 20, 25 minute promo with Punk and MJF. Okay. Yes. Yes, AEW mentioned WWE way too much, but when Punk called called uh. MJF, a less famous Miz, fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Punk's whole debut promo is going to go down in history. Mm-hmm. You know, just 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 for ev- just for everything that he said and the reaction, the energy in the building, and like that's that mm-hmm. that's where this this that this guy thrives for sure. Because I was at Sydney's and, and I was like, Dad, did you see the promo with Punk and MJF on Wednesday? He's like, No, I'm like, we're watching it. And I'm laughing the whole time. And he's like, Shut the fuck up. And, and then I like, I stopped myself <laughs> right at that point. And then Dad was dying laughing. <laughs> it was great. And we want to take a moment out. Like, Ducky just dropped the name Sydney. That's that's his little sister. I think of Sydney as my little sister as well. And she recently announced that she got engaged. Oh, nice. 
as well. So we, we want to say congratulations to our little sister. That's fantastic stuff. Oh, she put and, that on Facebook finally? Yeah, 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 she did. So I just want to say to her fiancé, okay, people can't see me doing the the two fingers to the eyes. That's <laughs> that's what I'm doing. But he's I'm a good guy, you. so I know and that. I haven't I'm watching you. That's right. And that, when she said that on Christmas, I haven't seen him drink that much in a long time. <laughs> he was just like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, the word's out. Oh, no. Uh, no. no, they've been together we a long time. Rip. We were just all ripping on him. It was fun. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. For myself, funniest moment, it's an AEW clean sweep. <laughs> that um, exploding barbed wire death match. The, oh, God. Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> that ending. That was unintentionally funny, though. That's <laughs> oh, I, I know. I know, but hey, it, it's all fair game. When you're going... Yeah, when you're going to build a whole pay-per-view around something this stupid, if it blows up in your face, then you got it coming. <laughs> or or, I, I or not hear, blow up. <laughs> I just want to hear what was going through Eddie Kingston's head. Yeah. As he was well, he lying there like dead. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know when he sold it, and I felt so bad for him. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, he yeah. probably... He knew if, if all he heard was mm. so. and, and nothing. Yeah, it's just. I'm sorry. The, the whole thing is just stupid because there's no reason why he wouldn't have been able to pull Moxley out of the ring. Like, well, he was handcuffed and he was dead weight. So I think that, that was the reason. But I don't know. Yeah, but regardless, regardless, it gave this program lots of fodder. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's going to be one of those moments. Okay, when it's going to go down and like it's it's going to go down in history. Yeah, like as as good as the match it, itself was, like like uh, what's the what's the saying is like they'll the, all they all they'll remember is the end. And the end was just uh. <laughs> it's like it's like the first women's Royal Rumble when Ronda came out after that's all everyone remembers from it. Yeah, no, yeah, that's the thing. I don't even remember who won it. Who 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 see who, who won that? Oscar, Oscar won. Oh, okay. for yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Up next. Next category. The scariest moment, and this was Ducky's idea, and I didn't quite yeah. know what he meant by all of this, but so this um, like, I, I kind of had injury, or okay. I based it off of injuries. Okay, I, uh, my pick was not based off of injuries. No, no, I kind of had my my own idea of scariest, but since this is your category, dude, well, what do you got? Uh, Cruel, who also go in MLW goes by Mads Kruger. Okay. Uh, made his made his way to the Deathmatch World this year. Ah. Wrestled against Satu Jin at ICW Deathmatch Horror Story. <laughs> and okay, I'm afraid to hear this. <laughs> when Satu Jin put a pane of glass against him and ran and like 
Rick basically ran and did that Rikishi butt bump thing against him. Yeah. Uh, someone brought out the wrong pane of glass because it was not a, it wasn't that, um, sugar glass. It wasn't sugar glass. No, it was real glass. It, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, no, they didn't break up the, the, the normal panes that shatter instantly. Normally. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was thicker glass, and it stabbed him in the shoulder pretty deep. Oh, wow. And, like, he didn't freak out at all. But, he I mean, under his mask, he was probably freaking out a little bit. But they stopped it immediately, and he went to the back, and there were photos of it after. And, yeah, that was a fucking deep cut. Holy shit. Wow, wow. Okay, and the thing about this, okay, when you make a mistake, you bring out the wrong gimmick or whatever and something like this happens you really can't get mad at the at the employee the flunky the the whatever that made the mistake because you're doing fucking deathmatch bullshit <laughs> okay like, like you can't you can't blame the guy like because everything else you're doing is fucking brutal too like so i i hope he didn't get heat backstage no no but like even now, watching MLW, you can still see the scar on his shoulder if you look if you pay attention. Yeah, you can just wow. see the giant scar on his shoulder from it. Like it was, it was a really deep cut. It was. Bad. This is quite similar to in 2001 when Shane McMahon and Kurt Angle had their uh, street fight at King of the Ring, and when Kurt Angle was supposed to suplex Shane through the panes of glass that were, that were supposed to be sugar glass, but they changed them to plexiglass. Yeah, or like regular, regular glass before the show because they said, "Oh, the pyro is going to make the glass shatter, so we can't have sugar glass." But nobody bothered to tell Kurt Angle or Shane McMahon about that. Wow, so, uh, wow. Okay, that I would be pissed about. Yeah, We're talking about a multi-bajillion-dollar or or organization and yeah. like someone. Oh yeah, I would be pissed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. For the for the. Deathmatch stuff, though, like, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you know what like, you're getting into. When you go into unfortunately, it. that happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just hope, like, nobody dies from this. Yeah, there needs yeah. to be better communication. When it, come, when it comes to the, the last incident where someone almost died was G Raver when he had that really bad cut and Cornette was like, I wish he died. And he would have like, bled out, yeah. yeah. As big of a fan of Cornette as I am, like that's that was no, bullshit, dude. Come on, yeah, yeah. Like, like, wrestling has to have the same amount of communication as any healthy relationship. And when of it comes to, when it comes to in ring moves and whatever weapons you're using, so yeah, like mm-hmm. accidents happen. Yeah, they do. They do for sure. And that was the result of one, and and it was very very bad. It was very scary. Yeah. Yeah. Right on, right on. Okay. What what about you, Matt? Your scariest <laughs> moment. My scariest moment. Well, I have made it no secret how much of a big fan of NXT I have been over the years on this podcast. My mm-hmm. scariest moment was when I found out that NXT was rebranding itself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And look what we got. Uh-huh. We have ne- we now have Nickelodeon NXT. NXT Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. 
I, yeah, when I first heard the murmurs of an NXT rebrand, I was like, oh, no. And then when I saw the new logo and the, and the commercials for it, I was just like, please, no. And then I watched the new episode and I was just like, mm, no. <laughs> and, then, and then Hunter had his heart attack. Well, Hunter had his heart attack when it was still black and gold. So... But that's what's going on when all the rumors about it changing were happening, too. Yeah, and, well, well, look what Bruce Pritchard and uh, John Laryngitis have done to it. John Laryngitis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's his new name on this show. That's, yep. that's gold. People power. Yeah. The best thing about WWE's product no longer exists. And mm-hmm. it's it's a shame. It really is. Like, yeah, because I I was tuning in. I was yeah. tuning in. Yeah. Like, I was finally getting NXT at a good time in which I would be able to watch it. I was captivated by everything that was going on. Like, this was it wasn't to me. Yeah, it was still under the WWE banner and all that, but it just. I felt like I was watching something different. Like Vince wasn't really a part of this. Yeah. And, and he then, wasn't. Like, right. Right. Yeah. Let's, just then, hope they, let's just hope they don't discover NXT UK because that's the best product now. Oh, uh, I have no doubt how good that is compared. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Like, I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we got to like I'm, I'm sad that takeovers are no longer a thing and that was my worst fear about it but i'm glad that the, the takeover name like isn't being dragged into this so right yeah like war, war games was surprisingly entertaining but uh, the weekly product is not what it was and mm. yeah he, yeah, the best part of NXT 2.0 so far was when Gargano came out to uh, Rebel Heart one last time. Yeah, his final his final match in NXT was was War Games, and he came out to his old team Rebel Heart, and that was awesome. I I marked out for that. I'm not going to lie, and because I knew that was going to be his last uh, his last match, and and then I his didn't... gear was all sewn together from his other Takeover years. So that yeah, was... yeah, that was really awesome, Johnny Takeover. We'll never know. We'll, we'll, well, yeah, we'll never. We'll never have another one like him. And nope. I, I want to see him. Like he's, he's still weighing out his options as to where to go. Uh, I applaud him for being cognizant of think of knowing that the uh, Raw and SmackDown are not good for him because <laughs> mm-hmm. under there. Uh, I hope he goes to AEW because I really want to see uh, Brian Danielson versus Johnny Gargano. Right. <laughs> That'd yeah. be a good match. Fantastic yeah. match. All right. Amongst a myriad of other matches. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like wherever Johnny goes, I'm sure he'll make the right decision because his, like all of his stuff in NXT was great. And he dipped out at the exact right time. And all right. Yeah. I applaud him for making that decision for himself. So. Well, we know we know he's not going to Ring of Honor, and no. that 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 kind of segues nicely into my scariest moment when Ring of Honor made their announcement, 
just everything. They let everyone go. You know, they're reimagining. They're kind of as soon as like final battle was going to be the last, their last pay per view. Mm-hmm. And they were they were just going to finish the the TV tapings, and then they were going to go into hiatus, and hopefully, come April, you know, they were going to get a new re- reimagined Ring of Honor, which I'm really hoping kind of happens, as long as it doesn't look like NXT looks like. Yeah, now, which I'm pretty sure that it's not but when they first made that announcement i was like oh fuck because not not only might this ring the death bell of ring of honor yeah it's just bad for pro wrestling in general it just shows the sorry state that pro wrestling is in right now when when they when they can't be sustainable and I'm sure yeah. there's various reasons behind the scenes bullshit that that we don't see, and all of that, and all that rot. But yeah, just just the idea that arguably, know, this, yeah, argu- arguably, yeah. Ring of Honor had the best tactic of the pandemic is shutting down completely, but still paying their employees, paying their employees. Yeah, because in however, support, yeah, yeah, it got to a point where Sinclair Media Group just said no, no more. Right, right, and so we have to do this, this, and this. So, yeah, uh, you know, final battle was a fantastic pay per view, and I hope that's not their swan song. Hopefully not, but uh, yeah, like uh, I did hear the the announcement that uh, April first was supposed to be their comeback, and when I heard that it was on April first, I was like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's not the day. Yeah, okay, because because you get a bunch of cynical wrestling fans. Yeah, you know, April first. But that that is like the, I think that's on a Friday, and it's the Friday before WrestleMania weekend. So that's ah, uh, so that's actually a good time yeah. to from a marketing standpoint, where casual fan interest is at a fever pitch. That right. makes sense, uh, but just the day saying it's like, oh, we're coming back April first. It's like, is this a joke? I feel like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Next up, the comeback, the comeback of the year, and this is one of those categories that's maybe open to interpretation. Maybe it's a wrestler we haven't seen in a while. He was retired. He's on his way back. Or maybe he was just in a slump mm-hmm. for a while, or maybe he switched federations while he was, you know, just kind of tre- treading water in one league. He switches over here, and before you know it, he's pushed to the mood to the moon. Like it's it's all open to interpretation. So the 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 ring mat is your oyster, Ducky. What? Uh, what do you got for comeback of the year? It was a very tough decision because there were two which I've been going back and forth on after we started discussing the categories. Mm-hmm. But I'm with comeback of the year, I think I'm going to go with Cardona. Okay. It's the way he reinvented himself with, with, with GCW. Yeah, yeah, that's a fantastic choice. Oh, I think Game Changer was was Game Changer the first place he showed up, or was it Impact? 
Do Impact, or he was in Impact and then AEW for a spell, and then yeah, and then yeah, he was in AEW for like two weeks, and then he just vanished for a while. Yeah, well, he only had like a three three match deal or something with AEW. I think in okay. twenty, yeah. But yeah, then that never really panned out, and then he had his thing. Uh, I, I I seem to remember him building a thing with Brian Myers, like a feud with Brian Myers in Impact, but I don't right. know if that panned out either. But right. you know, he really started making headlines when the whole GCW thing came about. Oh, for sure, for sure, yeah, yeah, totally reinvented himself, and it's it's one of the best things going in wrestling right now Cardona versus GCW yeah right. he's, he's retired from deathmatch wrestling now I think <laughs> but uh, and, that, and, and that's and good he he trademarked, and he trademarked the name king of the deathmatch <laughs> see and that's that's exactly what he should be doing he shouldn't be doing them but he should go out there and every week you know, every GCW show, he should go out there in front of those virgin marks that need to get out of their fucking parents' basements <laughs> that have no life and all that. He's got to go up there and just fucking talk smack the whole time and just get everyone just to fucking hate him. Yep. And because he it's did the it best the, thing, the one of the best GCW things going show. in pro wrestling right now. The last show he wrestled on, it was him and. Chelsea Green against Alley Catch and um, Effie. And Chelsea Chelsea got color. Wow. And, and after the match, they were walking to his car, and he was like, this is bullshit. We're getting married in a week. You make her bleed? What the <laughs> fuck? And just went off. <laughs> and it was so good. It was gold. It was gold. It was absolutely he fantastic. Took a, he took a tube shot or a pain because he had some glass in him. He's like, I have some glass in me. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he just, just went off. Just, it would have awesome. been, been way better if he said, I got glass in my ass. <laughs> Something like that. But, uh, no, like, he definitely had like. Like you like the the proper heat of like you want to see this guy get his comeuppance. You want to see him get his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and the best heat when he said in a long time too. Yeah, and when uh, I, I can't remember when he said this. I think it was like last month. But uh, when he said that the, the WWE main roster was his developmental, I was just like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a god. Yeah. That's a shoot, too, for sure. Even in the promo, sure. promo, even in the promo video for Hammerstein, he stands there and he says, and they say things like, oh, you'll never be good enough, blah, blah, blah. And his was, we wish you the best in your future endeavors. For sure, for sure. Okay, Matt, Mr. Copper, your comeback of the year. My comeback of the year. Well, I hate to give props to the WWE, but my comeback of the year, even though he technically came back last year or the in 2020, Edge. Ah. Yeah. Uh, 2021, I think, was Edge's year because, well, 2020, like, he came back at the Royal Rumble, and that was a very awesome moment. Like, we all loved it. We all marked out for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the pandemic hit and his WrestleMania match against Orton was in front of nobody, which sucked. Right. 
Yeah. Then he got injured. Well, he oh sorry, he had the greatest wrestling match ever. Whatever. <laughs> but uh, but then he got injured <laughs> during that, and he was out for a significant amount of time with a tricep tear. But when he came back uh, in 2021, he entered number one in the Royal Rumble, won the whole thing, went on to WrestleMania to headline. And this year he had the, the, his feud with Seth Rollins. He's had like every, like everything he's done so far this year has been great. Uh, hasn't won a championship, but he's shown why he has the status that he has uh, in the wrestling community. And I truly missed Edge for the decade that he was gone. And mm. I his promos were some of the best. And his matches have been really good. And it's phenomenal, yeah. Yeah. So Edge, like for all those, just those reasons, I know my explanation was a little bit short, but yeah, he just for those reasons, Edge gets my comeback of the year for all this. Right on, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely one of those storybook careers. Because yeah. like I've said on the show, I remember seeing Adam Copeland wrestling or Adam impact. Here's some irony Mm -hmm. there, you know, wrestling in a, in the parking lot at a local restaurant. Yep. And thinking, okay, this, this kid has potential. This kid has potential for sure. For sure. And for myself, come back at the year, look in my eye. What do you (laughs) see? Oh, hell Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god just his first CM Punk's first appearance on AEW cutting that promo yeah. just just the energy of the building and everyone kind of knew it was going to happen but even though even though like social media is the ultimate spoiler these these days everyone was so into it and it was such a great moment yeah, and even you, that guy who cried. Yeah, that one <laughs> fucking guy. That's right. <laughs> that's it. Like, but, I, re- I remember bashing that guy because he was crying. Like, yeah, but that is the type of emotion that CM Punk returning, you know, elicited from everyone, and it was yeah. absolutely fantastic. And you know, he's he's making the best of his time back. Yeah, he's not uh, like he's not going for the world title right away or anything. Uh, he hasn't he should, been. He shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's been working with up and comers, and I applaud him for that. That's, oh, for sure, for sure. Now, some some people I, I, might argue. Sorry. I wait till him and MJF have a one on one though. That'll be good. That, that's that's going to be off the hook. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. So CM Punk. Every time, like, Living Color is a cult of personality, which is, if I was to make a list of my 25 favorite songs, uh, like, of all time, mm-hmm. that would be on it long before I even knew what a Ring of Honor was, never mind a CM Punk. <laughs> you know, no. so that's, it's always fantastic when I hear that. Also, the fact that it's, like, he's the first guy to bring not only his ring name, but his music from. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing. Yeah. You've got to give him horns up for that, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And like, even like 
even though it was like glaringly obvious without them even saying CM Punk was going to debut, the rumors around the internet were running rampant. They booked the biggest of the four arenas in Chicago for the second episode of Rampage. <laughs> Their beach show, you know, no pressure. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like 30,000 people jam-packed into this arena for the second episode of AEW's B-Show. And, like, they had to start the show with him coming out. Oh, otherwise, sure. Otherwise, people would be just chanting his name throughout the matches all night. And they, they knew it. They were they were they were aware of that, and like I like it got me to tune in. <laughs> like, oh, for sure, yeah. I don't watch Rampage every week, I'll admit, but that episode in particular, I was just like, "Fuck, I gotta see it!" Like, I have to know. Like, and I want to be one of those people who said, "Where were you when CM Punk came back?" So, oh, for sure, for sure. And and if he didn't, there would have been a riot. Oh, there were actually, and like I said, pressure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the United Center would not be a thing right now if CM <laughs> yeah, Punk nope. did not come out. <laughs> no. Did you did did you hear about the riot at the drive in? Yeah, they slashed the seats. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> the seats. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. okay. yeah, yeah. Try the waitress, tip the veal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I will admit, in that pop, oh my God. Like when he won, when, when the static hit and the first notes of the song, like, dan, 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 I hope we don't get. Uh, yeah, I hope, I hope for me singing that we don't uh, get uh, season two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, anyway. yeah. Just, I, I, we yeah. We would get season disc for thirty seconds of a song. I think we're fine. Uh, yeah. I've yeah, on radioactive metal, I've gotten my share of season desists over the years. So yeah, yeah. Really not that worried about it. it sucks that one of those had to be activist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no I, fault of the band. I blame that on nuclear blast. But anyway, right, right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, the the wonderful world of pro wrestling is always full of those little moments that maybe aren't necessarily so little when you think about it, and when you think back throughout the year, you have those little moments that make you go, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about." Yeah. Your favorite moment in 2021 in the wonderful world of pro wrestling, Mr. Ducky, what do you got? Favorite moment? I would have to say, again, it was a tough decision between a few things, but it would have to be Mox versus Gage just because, yeah. Ah, I could get behind that. Yeah. Like, the they haven't wrestled each other in 10 years, and then the feud started earlier this year when he randomly showed up in GCW again, and great. Right. If I remember correctly, it was like a couple days before All Out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, because Mox Mox wore the GCW hoodie at All Out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was actually pretty cool. I remember. Yeah, you brought that. You brought that pay per view over to my house and we watched it. And it was actually. Yeah, it was actually a pretty cool moment. Just uh, another one. I I have two. Okay. Yeah, we, we all have runners up. I'm sure. 
Um, we had a death match on national television. Oh, Jericho and Gage. Jericho and Gage. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was really good because it made sense because it was the five trials of Jericho. Yes. Yeah. And as much as I don't like, you know, the mud show bullshit and deathmatch crap and all that, that that made sense to bring Gage in like for that for that moment, for that idea, because the idea when you do stuff like that is to, quote unquote, soften up your opponent. Mm -hmm. Jericho doesn't do a lot of death matches. Why don't you bring in? You know, this deathmatch garbage guy who was just on Dark Side of the Ring that gets more higher ratings and more viewers than the actual pro wrestling itself these days. Why not bring him in? And yeah. that could have been like, for something like that. That's brilliant booking. Something I would have thought of, obviously. Been the deal with AEW and Game Changer as well when Mox went to GCW. Yeah, it's it's yeah. win win. It's win win. It's win for AEW. It's win for GCW. It's good for us. The, yeah. the fans. It was and fantastic. That match also, yeah. and that match also had a tie for funniest moment of the year when Gage was pizza cuttering Jericho and the commercial was yes. a pizza commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yes, an aptly timed pizza cut. commercial. That was so awesome. Like, and the the fur flew as well. Like yeah. wasn't wasn't that that pizza joint like super pissed about all of it? And yeah. why would you be like? Fuck. Yeah, look look what you're getting. You're you're sponsoring pro wrestling. Yeah, you know, like all of that made me want to order their stuff. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> like I, that was, I personally, personally that was I amazing. Than Pizza Hut, <laughs> yeah, shit. Well, I totally get that. Locals, you know, uh, you gotta, you got to support Bulldog. Or do they still do pizza? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, Bulldogs is kind of a thing, but our connection to Bulldogs Pizza is no is no longer a thing. So I've kind of moved. I've kind of moved on. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But i'm sure once our connection is back back in business you know i'm sure we'll give them lots of shout outs and everyone in the winnipeg area you know bring your pizza money to wherever we say damn it yeah yeah <laughs> okay so mr copper your favorite moment oh 2021 my, my favorite moment of the year kind of has a, a bit of an angst uh, it was at the end of All Out. Okay. And we were all here at my house. So many people here. And yeah, it was at the, like, the event itself was great. And like, the main event was fine, but it wasn't like the, the main event that you would want. Uh, no offense to Christian Cage and Kenny Omega, of course, but, uh, but when after the match, when the lights went out and Adam Cole debuted, that oh yes, mere days after he had been on NXT television, he let his contract run up. He didn't have the the non compete clause, so he basically did the jump. Like he jumped from one company to the other, mm-hmm. and just like 
having the lights go out and just we're all just like sitting there going like who's it gonna be who's it gonna be and then well, his Brian was done, so we were just like oh it's gonna be brian okay well we, we thought initially it was gonna be brian but when, when, when like when the music started and like the name adam cole was plastered across the screen with his new music and i was just like oh my god this is so awesome <laughs> and then he comes out and he think you think he's gonna like fight with the elites and then he ends up joining along with them and then they they go to say good night and then fucking brian danielson comes out <laughs> and the crowd goes even more crazy crazy again yeah like that was like a roller coaster of emotions and like like I'm, I'm glad that I got to see it live, but like the best part about it though was like having so many people at my house for oh, that. Yeah, it was it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, seeing it live. Yeah, was, yeah. Like, you, it was a night of great friends and great wrestling and all that, yeah. for sure. And not only okay was those two debuts, but Ruby Soho as well. Yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, like the the battle royal itself wasn't super great, but her, I, I would say Ruby Soho's debut was the highlight of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Of them, but yeah, uh, that was a great night of debuts. Like all out was like overall. Like I said, like I've said earlier uh, on previous episodes, that was one of my favorite pay per views of the whole year, <laughs> just because of the moments. And like pro- like professional wrestling is all about the moments, you know, like it's oh for sure. That, that's a huge part of it. And but like I don't think I've marked out so hard from when I saw like the lights go dark and then like just seeing Adam Cole's name plastered across the screen with his <laughs> new music saying, You know what's all about the boom. And I was like oh. <laughs> 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 like, even though I saw it's... a couple hundred miles away, it was still fucking awesome. It definitely was. It yeah. definitely was. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad we were all together for those magic moments. For myself, favorite moments. And this is actually going to be kind of surprising because I don't really care for all the deathmatch crap and all that, but I kind of dig what GCW is doing. The whole Matt Cardona feud with GCW and it just it's it's bringing out the worst in people but it's bringing out the best in some ways from wrestling fans I just yeah I, I just love how he's, he's just coming in and he's giving everyone the justifiable shit that he gives him and I'm totally in his corner you turn <laughs> The flip side over to that and the GCW faithful are showing that type of passion once again for pro wrestling that I haven't seen really since the territory days. They wanted Cardona dead and his wife raped like they were just they just wanted absolute blood from him yeah. and there were there were times in Jim Jim Cornette on his podcast he talks about there's times he thought he was going to get shot he thought he was going to get stabbed mm-hmm. and all that because fans are just totally totally passionate about that 
and Cardona is bringing that out. And I just love the fact that he's basically, hey, I'm I'm just a wrestler, and I'm showing you freaks how this is done. And it's <laughs> it, got, it got my attention. Yeah, it, it, it got my attention. So that that was definitely my favorite moment. But yeah. You know, to throw out a runner-up, everything that you just said, Matt, about about all out and all that—that's that just wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, with the good comes the bad. Yep. Yeah, your least favorite moment, and all that is sometimes. This could be one of the more fun ep- categories as well, because every once in a while, yeah, we kind of like to kind of poke fun at ourselves mm-hmm. as wrestling fans, <laughs> because I definitely know, like, I don't know who's worse for fandoms, wrestling fans or Star Wars fans for hating their own fandom. Or metal yeah. fans. And well, yeah, yeah, sometimes, sometimes metal fans can be just as bad. But yeah, for our least, sorry, in general are just terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, Ducky, your your least favorite moment in the world of pro wrestling? Uh, This year, it was either like you brought it up earlier, the end of Ring of Honor, right? It was either that or when they had that four-hour Survivor Series dedicated to The Rock, and, and The Rock wasn't there. <laughs> the Rock was there. <laughs> Not even a pre-recorded promo. Like, yeah. like Dwayne The Rock Johnson can't be bothered with with WWE. <laughs> He did. Okay. <laughs> he did more for TNA than one pay per view. He did. He did. Yeah. yeah. Like when Ken Shamrock got inducted into the Hall of Fame at Bound for, Bound for Glory. Yeah. He at least had a pre-taped uh, promo hyping up Ken Shamrock. Like, couldn't be bothered for his own anniversary for WWE. <laughs> like, right. Uh, yeah. No. Nope, and then they had to bring that stupid egg from that movie in. <laughs> oh, from Red Notice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, well, maybe so, if Vince McMahon gets all of three of Cleopatra's eggs, he'll eventually retire. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Okay. And better, yeah. And he better this, get the other two soon. Yeah. <laughs> this, the, 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 the rock no showing is like my second runner up for favorite moment of the year now. That's the WWE just like kind of like, uh, no, nah, I don't have time. <laughs> Sorry. That's right. I'm I'm actually a huge fan of D- Dwayne Johnson now. Yeah, yeah. Like I enjoy his movies. Okay, I really enjoyed Red Notice. Okay. Yeah, Red Notice was okay. Uh, yeah, I like Jungle good. more, to be honest. But right. <laughs> yeah. I can't really think of any. I got. And I haven't seen all of his movies, but I can't think of any one that I just didn't even at least enjoy. Yeah. No, he always he always does a good job at all of his movies. Even the Rampage movie, I didn't hate. You know, <laughs> like, oh, I enjoyed that. Yeah, like that's yeah. a good old good throwback to the old kaiju days. Yep, like, that was fantastic. Yeah, so good on the rock. Yep, for sure, for sure. Uh, okay, dude, what about you? Your uh, your least favorite moment in pro wrestling? 
My least favorite moment in pro wrestling this year was Becky Lynch returning at SummerSlam and squashing Bianca Belair in. Oh yeah. Vince. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Uh, this I'm, I'm I'm disappointed at this for a couple reasons because a this could have been a banger of a match, like uh-huh. they could have absolutely like had they could have tore the house down with this match. But nope, they chose yeah. to make if it squash. If they would have given them twenty minutes, yeah, yeah, because or- everyone's stoked for for Lynch coming back, and yeah. it would have put her opponent over just. Just for 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 being there. If if Lynch had to win, at least have her cheat to win, so you could really like legitimately put over the heel character they were trying right. to portray. Oh, for sure. And well, like, and if, and if she had to cheat to win, at least Bianca didn't look weak as fuck. And right. Like that, and that was another thing. They made Bianca look weak as fuck. <laughs> so after after the build she's had all year, winning the Royal Rumble. Headlining WrestleMania, winning the women's championship. It all just became a null point after that squash from Becky Lynch. And that's why Bianca Belair is not my women of the year. If it wasn't for that, she would have been. <laughs> like, um, um, yeah. And for myself, my least favorite moment. At all. And I can't believe, okay, because the NWA is like my favorite federation now and it has been pretty much its whole returning run and all that but they had this moment they had this one match that just really really okay i expect this bullshit from vince i expect this bullshit from some mud show bullshit or whatever (laughs) i don't expect this from the nwa when they had a social distance match oh Okay, and it really bothered me even more because Taryn Terrell was part of it. And now it kind of fits her quote-unquote character now. I hate that expression. But this is not what, what's been going on when her return on Impact and the way, you know, she's the spoiled brat, the blonde yeah. bimbo and all that. That is not the Taryn Terrell that I knew in TNA, those classic, classic matches with uh, Gail Kim. This girl can work. Okay, she's got an amazing work rate. Like she was, she was the prototype. Like all of these, like, like what you see with Charlotte and Becky Lynch and Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker and all that. It all goes back. They, they all. They all have a ton of Taryn Terrell matches and Gail Kim matches for that reason as well in in their collections. So to see Taryn Terrell, and I think, and I don't even remember entirely who her opponent was. I think it was Kenzie Page who was just getting paid and told, okay, this is what you're doing. Okay, because I, at least I hope so, because I got a, little, a lot of respect for Paige. Basically, what the social distance match was, and it was on power, was they wrestled six feet apart, and they actually sold a couple moves 
without actually touching one another to the point where Paige finally had enough and then actually struck her. Just the fact, just the fact that they played it up like for a couple minutes first really, really good at me. Now I understand Terrell with her character now coming out, giving giving Paige the mask, getting the yards, the six foot yardstick stick out, saying, Okay, you you can't go any closer than this. Okay. But if Paige had just said, Okay, you know what, fuck this, and then just took her out right away. That's how you book something like this. But to like, actually sell like this is Joy Ryan dick match type bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like Changer did it when the pandemic started. They did a social distancing match, comedy match. And it, was, it was great, but like they took advantage of it when the pandemic started. They did it. Yeah. A, a year into this thing and they're doing it still. Why? Yeah. And 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 from the NWA, I, I expect better. I expect better. yeah. Well, even the WWE didn't do sh- stupid shit like that. Yeah, and you would think Vince, Vince, fucking yeah. of all people, yeah, you know what? This is what we need to do. Yeah, people eaten by zombies for Batista's movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I kind of forgot about that, which, nope. yeah, there's, there's, but there, there's my runner up, yeah, right there. Yeah. The zombie, yeah, the zombie lumberjack match, or Lily, or, uh, uh, yeah, a myriad. So that's kind of the prelims, okay? We're going to start getting in. You know, to the featured matches before we start getting into the main event. So that kind of takes us to the feud or the angle category. Mm-hmm. And once again, this is the type of category like there's no tried and true formula for it. It's just whatever, like you saw that got your most attention and made you go, this is why I am a wrestling fan. So, Ducky, what do you got? Your favorite feud or angle? Uh, Mox Gage. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, that, <laughs> I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Which they incorporated it in AEW by Gage jumping Mox in some shows, that would have been cool. But... They had Mox jump Gage at multiple GCW shows. It's a yeah. nice crossover. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I wish, yeah, I wish Gage would have, like, been more involved with Mox. Like, I wish Mox would have had the GCW title at, a- at AEW shows, like he did with the yeah. uh, the New Japan U.S. title. But, oh, well. <laughs> but either way, yeah, good pick. Yeah, that was... Just the build up to that match too was great. Yeah, they should have done more with it in AEW, but yeah, it that's definitely my feud of the year for sure. Boxing, right on, right on. Again, getting the words GCW in a national platform, yeah, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. That that's and you got is okay. A lot of shit that Tony Khan does, okay, is justifiably when he takes 
criticism for it and all that, but something like that, he didn't have to do that. No. You know, he could have just took his ball and went home and didn't play well, did not play well with others. But, you know, how many times did you see NWA on AEW TV? How many times did you see Impact? You saw GCW. This is commendable. And New Japan. And New Japan, yeah. Like, this is, you, you didn't get that with Vince, particularly during the national expansion. Well, in in the late '90s, when uh, ECW and WWE kind of had their own thing going on, right. that didn't last that long. But right, right. But yeah, they kind of had a handshake agreement, though, where they were kind of working yeah. together. You know, and all well, that. That, that, so. that, was, that was before the ratings turned around for the WWF during the Monday Night Wars. They were still trying. To, <laughs> <laughs> they were they were trying all they can to get right back to do anything. Yeah, yeah. And I've often said. Like, if there was no ECW, there would have been no Attitude Era. Vince, no. Basi- Vince basically took the essence of ECW and what they do and what they were all about, and they applied it to what what they do. And mm-hmm. it 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 showed it, it showed who was the innovator and who was you know who was the follower. Yep. Yeah. In, in that, for sure, for sure. What about you, dude? Your feud angle of the year. Uh, this was a tough one. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I had uh, I had one in my back pocket that I thought would be very obvious, but after looking back, I have to I again I uh I have to give it to Rollins and Edge. Ah, they're they're like it was a blood feud. It was a straight up blood feud. No titles, just these two just hated each other, and they like their promo work and like all their matches, all of their matches were great. Like, mm-hmm. like for a WWE modern day WWE product, this was fantastic work from both men, and I, I applaud both of them. Like their match at SummerSlam, the whole uh, bringing back of the the brood thing for Edge, mm-hmm. even. The, their their one off match on SmackDown that potentially put Edge out, and even le- all of it leading in to their Hell in a Cell match at uh, Crown Jewel, which actually felt like a legitimate feud ender. Like when they announced it was a Hell in a Cell match, not just because it's that time of year, it actually yeah. felt like old Hell in a Cell match announcements, and and that match itself was fucking awesome. Like all their matches were awesome. Like. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no. their yeah. promos, like, uh, uh, Rollins invading, uh, the Copeland home, uh, just going in there and, yeah, like all of it was just so, it was all great. I loved every second of it. And, um, I'm sad that it's over, but at the same time, I don't really watch the WWE product anymore, but, uh, so you don't want to miss anything that would be good. No, no, no. Like, I'm glad <laughs> I got to see that, but as soon as like, and then I kind of just tuned out afterwards. I was just like, well, Edge and Rollins are doing some good shit, so I got to see this. So, yeah, I got to give it to them. Uh, Hangman versus Omega was my runner-up, but it didn't really oh, yeah. pan. It didn't pan out on TV as well as it could have because there, there was also some gaps in there. But the payoff was was great. But the overall sure. self could have been better. 
So that's why I, I had to give Edge versus Rollins the nod over Hangman and Omega. Oh, that yeah. that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense for myself. Feud or angle? Trevor Murdoch's title run going after the NWA World Title. Mm. Okay, this good old fashioned territory booking. And they were doing, and I don't know if it was intentional. I'm sure it was. Okay, like from what 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 Billy Pumpkins was was trying to come up with, and you definitely couldn't argue it. But it definitely it emulated Dust the Dusty Rhodes going after Ric Flair for the NWA World Title in the mid. Mid eighties, eighty five, eighty six, when he hot had that. Time. Sorry, <laughs> that's that, that, that's right. Because in order for Flair, in order for Rhodes to get to Flair, he had to go through the Horsemen. Yeah, all along Trevor Murdoch's quest for the world title, simply you know, just sorry, strictly business was yep. always in his way, a la the horsemen and all that. Good old fashioned booking, the money is in the chase, and it was wrestling gold. It was absolutely fantastic. And I really dig Trevor Murdoch. You know, normally, you know, you know, I'm this Canadian punk rocker and all that. He's kind of a country bunkman bumpkin. Mm-hmm. But once you're in the square circle and all that, all of that political bullshit sometimes just kind of goes to the wayside. Just like, you know, D- Dusty Rhodes was the big Texan. Dr. Death Steve Williams in the Universal Wrestling Federation. He was the the he was from o- Oklahoma proud and all that. Yeah. Once once you got in that squared circle and all that, it, it all went to the wayside. And that's exactly what happened with Trevor Murdoch's run for the NWA world title. And it's been, it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So that, that's kind of my choice for feud or angle of the year. Oh boy, we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. Um, tag team of the year. What do you guys say, Ducky? This, this is self-explanatory. Well, no, no, maybe not. Because, like, everyone has their own favorites, mm-hmm. right? But maybe someone might think, okay, well, this team is my favorite, but this team over here accomplished more, did more over in this federation. Hmm, what do I vote for? Once again, that's the magic of these categories and being fans themselves. So, dude, your tag team of the year. I- going to combine tag team with faction if that's allowed okay sure whatever i'm going <laughs> 440 i'm going 440 okay rsp addicts koga are eric ryan uh, what they've done on the indies this year is incredible mm-hmm. right on yeah and that's that's they do a lot of game changer stuff and and all that yeah game changer h2o yeah Right on, right on. Well, we can always rely on you to uh, to pull something like that, you know, out of a hat. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and show just how diverse Wrestling Night in Canada is. 
know, because you've got your thing, Matt's got his thing, I've got my thing, and when we all come together, ah, best show on the air. Best of the best. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So right on, man. Good choice. Good choice. What about you, dude? Your tag team of the year. Uh, Well, I know some people are expecting me to go with, like, some AEW team, like, Young Bucks or the Lucha Brothers, FTR, something like that. Uh, I got to say, this is my last nod to the WWE on this whole list. My tag team of the year was RK, bro. Oh, oh, really? That is kind of surprising. I just got to say, they are so entertaining. The dynamic between Matt Riddle and Randy Orton is so good. Like I like I said earlier, like I know the trope of the odd couple tag team is really played out, but they do it so well, and it's their their promos together were always they're I can't think of a promo that I've seen between the two of them when I didn't think it was wasn't entertaining, and like just like how easily Randy just gets annoyed by Matt Riddle and how he's like Matt Riddle is just like is just this like. Uh, he's, he's just like, he's like a lost puppy or something or like, you know, like, just, and the way he just says like, Hey, Randy, <laughs> uh, and their matches are always good too. Like, it's just, I don't know, like something about RK bro just clicks with me. And, uh, it's probably the only thing I miss about watching the WWE product, to be honest, is their promos, but I can watch those on YouTube. So, uh, <laughs> And like, yeah, I don't know. Just it's something that shouldn't have worked, but it did. And I, I'm glad it's a thing that exists. It's yeah. Like Riddle's money in the bank promo where he's sitting on top of the ladder. Yeah. Guys, I'm so high right now. I'm really high. (laughs) Like, yeah, any little things like he's like, I got these. I got these really cool RK bro shirts. Actually, I'm wearing two of them because Randy doesn't wear shirts. Randy doesn't wear pants either. <laughs> like the whole time, Randy just looked at him, just like, "Dude, shut the fuck up." <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a non-wrestling interview, he talked about how much he hated Matt Riddle at first. He couldn't stand him. Yeah, and he wanted him. Oh out. wow! But then he actually saw him like working in a gym and like seeing what he could do, and he's just like, "Okay, actually, I want to work with this guy. I want to take him under my wing and uh, really work with him." And he has, and they've done, they've made some really awesome moments together. And yeah, <laughs> I, I just like it. I don't know. Like I, I know that they're not the most athletic uh, team in the world. Like not as impressive as like a lot of uh, AEW or indie teams, but yeah, I like for entertainment value alone, I, I got to give it to RK bro. Right on, right on. No, no, good choice, good choice. For myself, um, I got to go with the Briscoes. Okay. This year, Jack and Jerry have just torn up the Mid Atlantic area. You know, wait wait, wait a minute. Oh, sorry. No, no. I don't know what I was thinking there. Okay. Oh man, (laughs) snowing. Yeah. Jerry uh, Jerry and Jack. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, in all seriousness, like we've been a moment of that tonight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, like the Briscoe brothers capturing the ROH title, you know, at final battle, and then their impact, you know, in Game Changer and all that. It just. 
not to mention like the match that they had on their own compound while their dad watched over them as well. Like that was all really good stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just it just showed what what the Briscoes are are made of. And they were some of the originals. Were they not at least one one was wrestling and the other one was at least in attendance. He was too young by a year, but they were they not they, both at the the first ROH card? I don't know. That's I mean, uh, I remember they wrestled in CZW with masks when they first started because they weren't eighteen yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> right on, right on. Yeah, that's definitely something you know that 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 the Briscoes would be doing, and they kind of were my nod for tag team of the year. Oh boy, you hear that? Yep. I'm wringing my hands to this because we are getting down to the nitty gritty here for sure. For sure. We got three more categories. The three most important match of the year. What do you guys got? What do you, what do you got Ducky for your match of the year? Uh, I, you're probably not surprised. But it's a death match. Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) Give me strength. Uh, It was another from another from ICW's uh, death match horror story. It was John Wayne Murdoch, the current ICW American Death Match Champion, defending against Eric Ryan. They had an Iron Man death match. Oh my god! But like, it didn't start (laughs) fully right away. It just just started off slow and escalated and escalated through the whole thing so they didn't use stuff for a while to like cut each other they were just wrestling and they're like it was good it was a really good match and we're gonna have to watch it i'm gonna make you guys watch it. <laughs> fine <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, for sure because those those two are amazing wrestlers and killing it on the independence right now right on good for them good for them i swear to god like uh, Matt and I, we were like the Menendez brothers in another lifetime or something. <laughs> and now now our our penance is having to sit through all of your all of your garbage <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> and I swear to God. Fucking up all that bullshit. That's right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, definitely looking forward to that. What all about right. you, dude? Your match of the year. Okay, well, this will come as no surprise to anybody. Uh, my pick last year um, was the uh, Young Bucks versus uh, Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega. Yeah, I think this that year. was mine too. Yeah, yeah. My pick this year is the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers in the steel cage match at All Out. Ah, uh, I could get behind that. Yeah, that, that match was so with- good. Never-ending entertainment. It was silly as all hell. Don't get me wrong, but my God, did I ever have a good time watching that match? <laughs> like, like the the acrobatics of it all. Like those two teams in a steel cage. This just seems, for some reason, to be like, I don't know, like the most steel cage match of all time. If that makes sense. Like <laughs> Ray Phoenix jumping off the top. The most like excessive low blows I've ever seen. 
uh, I don't know. Like it's just everything about or Brandon Keller tossing in that spiked, uh, the, the thumbtack, uh, Nike, uh, to Matt Jackson. Oh, and, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything about that match was just amazing. It was 20 minutes of some of the best tag team wrestling inside of a steel cage you will ever see in your life. And it's, uh, I don't know. Like that, that's another one of those things that I was just happy that all, all the people that were at my house for all out were here to see. And like, mm-hmm. even, even Mike Mason's buddy, Mike Mason, real estate agent, he, he, he never really <laughs> watched wrestling. Yeah. And he even said like, I, I like, or he, he remembered watching wrestling, but he never remembered it being anything like that. And that in and of itself, I think is a compliment. So, oh yeah. 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 If you, if you can, if you can impress the non wrestling fan, you've got something going on. Yeah. And yeah, like I know, like the young bucks and AEW as a whole get a lot of flack for doing all the flippy shit and blah blah blah. Fucking whatever, it's entertaining. Kiss my ass. I loved it. (laughs) Fair enough. No, no, it was, it was, it was a fantastic match. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to kind of surprise in the fact that this, for my match of the year, yes, it's under the WWF umbrella, but. It's in NXT. Oh, okay. When we were actually enjoying NXT. TakeOver 36. Mm -hmm. Cole O'Reilly, two out of three. There you go. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. And once again, it harkens back to good old school booking. When two out of three matches, you know, was, you know, during the territory days, title defenses were were two out of three shit even oh like all of those greg Gagne drop job matches in the awa where it was two out of three when he would beat the hell out of some punching bag and all that and it's just mm-hmm. that was that was a nice throwback for old man snowy here and it worked so well yeah, I I got a, for a few to blow off. That was great for for Adam Cole's last uh, hurrah in NXT. I thought it was great. Right, right. And well, then, both, both guys are in AEW now. Both so. both are in AEW, and they're 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 picking up nicely. Mm-hmm. And I think it works so well in AEW and where they're going to go next because of that last classic classic yeah. match. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And uh, there's very little under the WWF umbrella that really turns my crank anymore. And stuff like that gets me excited. I do have to give an honorable mention, though, to uh, Ilya Dragunov versus Walter from that same pay-per-view. Yeah. Oh, dude, for yeah. sure. Uh, for sure. Yeah. How many matches nowadays do you see end with a fucking sleeper hold? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Like yeah. guys, that was like that was like Hell in a Cell last year, where it ended with a backslide. We were all like, "What?" <laughs> oh, well, no! It's it, this is different. This is backslide, different. yeah. But no, like a surprise roll up is not the same thing as like ending a banger of a match with a fucking sleeper hold and people actually being like, "No fucking way!" Yeah, and actually getting into it. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Because like, uh, like at at one time. Okay, and I might have mentioned this on the show before. Just who had the better sleeper? Mm-hmm. Okay, 
that that was an entire angle and he used to fill arenas the old winnipeg arena here in the awa days fans used to pile in who has a better sleeper Vern gagne or nick bockwinkle <laughs> you know <laughs> you know because you had the gagne sleeper you know and nick bockwinkle he went to the orient and he learned the sleeper there you know, and now because he took out a couple of job guys, was that case? Oh, no, no, that was total. Yeah, okay. stuff, you know, that's right, that's right, but it worked, yeah, it, it worked. Just simple booking, okay, and I. I don't know how many times I've said, you guys are tired of me listening or saying shit like this, but it's booking 101. Yeah. You know? Oh, I agree. It, like, it gets you every time. Booking wrestling is not that hard. You know, WWE <laughs> seems, makes it seem like it's the most impossible thing in the world. Wrestling is not that difficult. <laughs> oh, no. No, for sure. For sure. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Top Rass- the the top two, wrestler of the year, female. Okay, and that's that's simple. Once again, simple enough. Who you thought was the best female wrestler? However, you might want to define that, but she's just got to be the best, and she's mm-hmm. got to be a lady. Ducky, what do you got? Alley catch. Ah, okay okay if 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 i if 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 we had that category of most improved meaning okay her career elevated i would definitely be giving her her a shot because here's this girl that was just doing like what on the indies like she was a joke on this show myself okay i was doing nothing but bashing this poor girl for the material that she was given but before you know it she's got the uh the article in pro wrestling illustrated yeah aew has got interest in her and her stock has risen in the indies great choice dude her matches with Penelope Ford, Mercedes Martinez this year were, and Chelsea Green were great. That's that's quite the roster of opponents too. She yeah. beat Mercedes Martinez. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Right on, right on, and that's and that's I believe it was. Um, she just showed up in AEW herself, Martinez. Mercedes, yeah. 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 After yeah, she was cut from NXT. Thankfully she was not subjected to NXT two in her time. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and and I love how they introduced her where they where they just where they just put her over about being a great wrestler and she's well known elsewhere. And yeah. her last showing on NXT and uh Mercedes last showing on NXT TV was when she got accidentally knocked the fuck out. Oh yeah, oh, that's that's great. Great. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's unfortunate, but I, I would take that over being subjected to NXT 2.0 personally. So <laughs> she got out while the getting was good. Yeah, but yeah, yeah ironic, had, ironically, yeah. Yeah, Ali Pat has had amazing matches this year. She's been teaming with Effie 
a lot and their mixed tags have been super good. So I can't wait to see what she does this year. Right on, right on. Yes, that's someone I'm going to have an eye on as well. What about you, Mr. Copper? What you got for your female wrestler of the year? My female wrestler of the year is none other than Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. <laughs> you can't, you can't <laughs> argue that. No, I no. cannot. Yeah, you can't. She became, she became women's world champion at double or nothing, uh, ending uh, Hikaru Shida's uh, one-year streak. And <laughs> Since then, like her promos have been some of the highlights of uh, AEW television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, since becoming champion. Okay, they they haven't pulled the trigger and turned and turned her face and all that, but basically the audience has done that. Yeah, you know, uh, like she is so over right now, and they're still keeping the heel persona. Well, it's the and, same thing with Adam Cole. Like everyone loves both her and Adam Cole, and they're right. both they're both heels. But everybody loves them because they're so good at what they do. Right, so. right. And you can't argue. You can't argue that is yeah, mm. fantastic choice. Yeah, but uh, I will. Like she's going to continue to play the heel. I know it because like they're obviously planting the seeds for Jamie Hader to uh, turn on her eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which Jamie Hayter also I would have to give like a runner up to because she's like she hasn't been like showcased the best in AEW. I wish she would have gone further in the TBS uh, uh, title tournament, but uh, no, I, I think her and Britt Baker will eventually have a really good match on a pay per view uh, coming up this year, and I'm looking forward to it because oh, they're both for sure both very talented, and uh, yeah. I'm hoping that Jamie Hader makes my list for uh, next year. I'm pulling more. So <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. It's definitely going to be interesting. Yeah. Before I get to my choice, I want to say hello and horns up to Quinn McKay in ring of honor. Mm-hmm. She, she spent like, she's predominantly now known for hosting the ring of honor TV programs and all that. And, uh, her run, trying to get in to the women of honor tournament as the new champion being the total underdog. She's the, she's, she's the epitome of the girl next door. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the underdog and everything that she went through like to get there. And she just, unfortunately just fell short. And that was, that was my, my runner up for uh for angle of the year and quinn is definitely my runner-up you know for female wrestler of the year but i gotta i gotta give it to diana perrazzo okay like oh my god like this is she's she's one of the reasons okay to tune into wrestling in general okay just just like her, her work in Impact has been really, really good. It's been amazing. Okay. Yeah. Her work in Impact. She shows up in the Indies. No doubt blows the roof off the place. And she was, she held both Impact and the AAA ladies. I can't get into what that whole thing is called. Okay. But she was a dual champion and it gave, that was, that was one of the highlights, no matter what she was doing to tune in 
to tune into Impact, just in mm-hmm. wrestling in general. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, the she had women, or the longest reigning women's champions in Impact recently, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's just great stuff. Her, her promos are amazing. <laughs> okay. Without even really saying a lot, it's not like she gets on the mic, yaps for 15 minutes. Okay, she just she just cuts this great promo. I'm better than you. I'm the best. And her yeah. delivery with it is fantastic. And she backs it up with her work rate and character. Yeah, I wish I wish NXT would have gotten behind her when she was there. Right. But, right. Like, like, I think she would have done great things. And obviously she would have. Like, mm-hmm. going to impact. Like, <laughs> like I, I just wish that WWE saw the potential in her that she had or has. That's good for her, but as fans, I don't want, I don't want her going to AEW. I don't want her going back to the WWF. We need to spread this talent out. And well, if you, if, if, if you have the ball or the balls, no, like in, not, well, not literally, of course, but if you have the balls to leave WWE or NXT when they were still the black and gold brand, like then, yeah, you, yeah. you you have a good head on your shoulders and you know what to do. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. I, it's like, she saw what was coming. Yeah. <laughs> like she wasn't really going anywhere at NXT and she left when she knew she wasn't going to get that top spot. Cause, and she went elsewhere and look, look, look how well, like it did a world of good for her. So, Oh yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. You know, for sure. For sure. This is it This is the big one This is the whole enchilada Wrestler of the year And once again Male wrestler of the year year. Yeah Once again it all depends On what what you're thinking Is it accomplishment Is it entertainment Is it because he bugged the hell out of Snowy all all year Like it all depends (laughs) (laughs) Every you know what qualifies this is totally up to the individual. So, Ducky Man, your wrestler of the year, male. Matt Cardona. <laughs> I can't argue that. Yeah. Not my choice, but I cannot argue that. <laughs> I think we all had different choices this year. Holy shit. I'm, I'm willing to bet that we do. I love, I love just... And we've said this a couple of times going through these categories. Cardona just got under everyone's skin. Mm-hmm. And, and now just showing up, just like he showed up in Impact. Okay, it's all, all he's got to do is show up now. And, because now. and now he wants the NWA title. Bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah. I'm yeah. down. I, 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 I will. I will pay for that. Mm-hmm. I will pay to see that. Just like all the guy has to do now is just show up and it gets the wrestling world just buzzing about it. Mm-hmm. And all that. And it's absolutely fantastic. And I love I love the one two punch of Cardona and, and Chelsea Green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because where one is, the other is around and just association with him pisses everyone off as well and she's got it going on I don't really care for the hot mess 
I don't think it fits the NWA. No. But when she's just in the ring, all bullshit aside, she's one of the best. Mm-hmm. Cardona's one of the best. Great choice, dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's had an um, he's had a fantastic year. Oh, for sure, for sure. That would definitely be one of my runner ups. What about you, dude? You're wrestler of the year. My wrestler of the year. Fucking Brian Danielson. <laughs> that guy has had an extraordinary year. Mm-hmm. You cannot deny that. Like he, he like his like the first half of the year he was in WWE. Like he, he he played so well on that company. He headlined WrestleMania for fuck's sakes. Like let's not, let's be real here. And yeah. even even his his spot in the Royal Rumble, even though he didn't win, and I didn't really expect him to win. Uh, like, yeah, he like he's just had an amazing year. And then jumping over to AEW, like his debut in AEW was great. And every single match, like I love how. His time in AEW, like, yes, he debuted and everyone cheered for him. He never really had a character, though. And the thing that I like about that is that he kept on having these awesome matches. He had, awesome, he had like, absolute match of the year candidates against uh, Kenny Omega. He had that uh, match that went to a draw, even though mm-hmm. it, it was amazing. He had the match against Minoru Suzuki. Absolutely brutal. He had his uh, another one-hour draw match against Adam Page for the world title. Amazing. <laughs> like, and as we speak, they're having the rematch on Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And another like, one-hour time limit. No, but I, I I love the fact that after uh, Hangman won the world title, everyone's like, oh. Brian Danielson turned heel. It's like, well, he never really established the fact that he was a baby face. He only, no, he like, just really... winning the world title at WrestleMania and everyone turned on him. Yeah, no, but he, like, he never really established that he was a baby face upon arrival. He just kind of wrestled with people because that's what he was there to do. If anything, after Hangman won the world title, that was more of a heel reveal. That was like him revealing his true self when he, and like, I'm, I'm going to be brutally honest. The yes movement. That was great. I love me some heel Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. His best mic work is when he's a heel. Like when he was the plants champion in WWE loved it. I love what he's doing now. I love when he insults the crowd. I love his in-ring work is second to none. Like it's just, Everything about Brian Danielson to me just screams greatness. And I'm happy where he is now. And I'm happy that he gets to do what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Me too. Me too. Great choice. Great choice. Fantastic. Fantastic. And finally, for your cool Uncle Snowy, probably people might not, you know, this might not be too much of a surprise, but Trevor Murdoch. Yeah. What a year the guys had. No, he's had a great year. Phenomenal year. Yeah, just just the NWA world title run, you know, against against strictly business when he won the title with his family in the ring and his kids are crying. And it's just it's just it's it's the ultimate underdog story in the in a tale 
that could have been written in the old territory days. So, you know, it's going to tug at Snowy's heartstrings. Yeah. And it, and it did. It did. It was absolutely fantastic. And I look forward to seeing Murdoch like every, every week, every time I tune into to the NWA power, I'm hoping to see at least a promo. Mm-hmm. And that was never like his strength in the other federations and all that. But this like Murdoch on the mic now. Okay. Fantastic stuff. Like the guy just keeps getting better and better and better and more and more interesting. And what a fantastic moment it was at in June when, at um, when our shadows fall pay-per-view. When he brought Sweet Charlotte home, yeah, it was absolutely, it was absolutely fantastic. Just being being a wrestler in general and winning Sweet Charlotte is got to be just like that. That's got to be a career highlight, like or a moment for anyone. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Like the the, the world's championship, as Nick Aldis so often they uh, often called it, like the like the real world's championship. Sweet oh, Charlotte, yeah. pounds of gold, you know. <laughs> and, and 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 shout out and horns up to Nick Aldis for for his part in the Trevor Murdoch run as champion, and just not only just for that for that moment, but just as NWA, like okay, for the resources that the NWA had and the reach that it had, and it's still it still could be doing a lot better. Like it's still in terms of fan recognition, like WWF is still on top followed very, very close by a, well, yeah, even then AEW. Okay. It's just in terms like every, everyone knows. Okay. If you just Joe and Jane average. Yeah. Okay, if you say, what's the WWE, they'll tell you it's a wrestling federation. Yeah. You well, it's still around. They yeah, but they still know what it is. Yeah, or they or they call all wrestling WWE like some people yeah. call Just all like, MMA UFC. You yeah. Uh, yeah yeah all MMA is UFC yeah all wrestling is is WWE. So they're still kind of top dog. What are those me. music snubs? All metal is screamo. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we won't get into that here. We won't get into that because <laughs> yeah, don't get me on that soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> no. no. So like you know, WWF, E, top top dog, AEW, I guess Impact, just for their deal with with um, Anthem, getting yeah. them out, and then behind them would be the NWA and all that. So. But still, with everything that all this has done for the NWA, he's caught the attention of everyone in, yep. in, in at least at least in the wrestling world. So, oh, so yeah, Trevor Murdoch, cool Uncle Snowy's pro wrestler of the year. Right on. We all had different picks for everything. I love. We it. did. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if we've had too many. Yeah. I know Actually, we had similar picks last year. A lot of us did. But yeah, 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 for match of the year and all that. But yeah, I think for every every category, we all had 
something different, which yeah, it, that's right. It, it goes back to what I was saying earlier on this show. That's the strength of wrestling night in Canada. Ducky's got his thing. Matt's got his thing. I've got my thing. And that's look right, at look at the end result. Yeah, for for sure. So, kind of to wrap. 2021 in the wonderful world of pro wrestling um what do you guys think for the whole year horns up horns down horns in the middle uh strictly for AEW's progress i give it a horns way up yeah what about you dude without including wwe up <laughs> well, I'm, like WB had its highlights, but mostly lowlights. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll agree with that. <laughs> yes, yes. With with everything that went on in the NWA, with the rise of Game Changer, mm-hmm. Impact had a lot of great moments and all that. I'm definitely, yeah, yeah. I'll give 2021 the horns up for sure as well. Well, guys, before we kind of wrap 2021 up in that um, barbed wire bow, (laughs) shall we say, before we get on out of here for another episode, I want to take a couple minutes just to say hello and horns up to some very important people that make Wrestling Night in Canada, the awesome show that it is. First of all, I want to say thank you to our listeners, whether you've tuned in for one episode or you've been right there right from the start. Thank you so much. This is the reason as much as we love to get together and just shoot the shit and just enjoy pro wrestling as fans. We love getting it out to other fans and that's the reason why we do it so thank you so much i want to say hello 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 and horns up to everyone at the shining wizards network particularly mr shining wizards tony who does so much for wrestling night in canada with every episode everyone doesn't see what goes on behind the scenes Okay, but he does so much and he's definitely the fourth member, the fourth host of Wrestling Night in Canada. And we just kind of got to We have to get him on soon just to sit down, have a couple of beers with us. Yeah, just 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 so he, he can see exactly what goes on here. And anyone really from the Shining Wizards Network, anytime you guys want to come on. Hang out with us. Be on the show. You are always welcome. I want to thank everyone on the network. You know, the there's a variety. Open. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's that's right. You all, you guys, got to come on. You got to hang out with us because, yeah, and just just to get a different perspective as well. Because while. The Shining Wizards Network is predominantly a pro wrestling network. It does branch out a bit. Yep. Okay, but even we, we've been on radioactive metal a couple times. Like, that's right. That, yeah. Well, for for sure, for sure. And my co-host on Radioactive Metal, not a big wrestling fan. Okay, but 
if we were to have him on an, an episode of this, he would contribute his part because everyone brings something different to the table. So thank you, everyone, for that. Um, as well, before we wrap this up, we should probably say hello and horns up and thank you to uh, to Ducky's dad, DJ. Okay. Yeah. He he's a really cool guy. Not only is he Dustin's dad, but he's a personal friend of all of ours as well. He comes and hangs out, watches the pay-per-views with us, and hangs he's hung out a couple times as well while we were recording and gave his He was on, he was on well. our first uh he was on our first episode back at the studio. Uh mm. Like, mm. Since the pandemic ended, but I know right. we're ironically now that we're back on Skype, but you know it is what it is. But, <laughs> but, but like our return episode, our, technically our second episode in the studio. <laughs> he he was, he was great. Yeah, and that was right great. great. So we well, we want to thank him, and we've always got a chair for him whenever he wants to make the trek. And finally. Want to say hello and thank you to our significant others. Yep. Okay. Yeah. We never, we're not gonna. We're not. We're not gonna name names and all that. But I'm sure, like Mrs. Snowy, definitely there were times she would rather me be doing other things with her, but she understands the value and the importance of Wrestling Night in Canada of Radioactive Metal. And all that. So when that time comes, she just kind of steps aside and says, go ahead and you do what you do. And we appreciate that. And that's it, dude. How can uh, people get a hold of us? They can get a hold of us on Facebook at facebook.com slash wrestling night in Canada or on Instagram at wrestling night in Canada. And like I just mentioned, we are proud members of the Shining Wizards Network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. Check us out there. There is a variety of wonderful programs within the network, including if you haven't had enough of your cool Uncle Snowy, go to Radioactive Metal to get all of the whys and wherefores within that area as well. And before we get on out of here, I want to say hello and horns up to you two dudes. Without without you two, you know, this program is not half as what it is. So thank you so much. And it's not here what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. So I'm raising my motorhead mug right now with my lemmies in it to you two to you two dudes. Thank you I'm, so much. I'm raising my WNIC championship to you guys. That I oh, oh, <laughs> that's how it is. Okay, yeah. well, uh, <laughs> let's see, see, let's see about that soon enough. Yeah. In the meantime, and in between time, <laughs> that's it. This has been the year 2021 of Wrestling Night in Canada. I'm Snowy White. I'm Matt Copper. I'm Dustin Maruka. Signing off. And Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We're from Winnipeg, you idiots. <laughs>